Falling program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at Palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. With all this stuff that's been going on with Batman, the, the paparazzi attention's been a little intense, so I actually wrote a rap song about it. It's in the style of Lil Wayne. Okay. And... Yo, I'm a paparazzi. I don't play no Yahtzee. I go pop, 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 pop. My camera's up your crotch. See, I tell the truth from what I see and sell it to Perez Hilti. Don't call me scuzzy, making money. That's my job, celeb photography. What? Hell no, I'm not needy. I'm legit, not stockerazzi. Don't act so hotsy-totsy, bitch. I know that you from Jersey. Pop, 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 pop. Scream all you want won't make me stop. Pop, 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 pop. pop. I know you love to feel my pop. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's gonna have to make a stand. One day, somebody's gonna have to say, enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. He's riding his horse through town to send those warning shots and bells that uh, we were going to be secure and we were going to be free. Too little, too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. Then do them. Your words guide us. We're dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. All right, here we are, episode one hundred fifty-seven. The Are You Serious podcast. Are You Serious podcast at gmail.com. All right, let's try not to have this be another three-hour show. All right, but I have about fifty different websites with Rick Perry shit. That's cool. Well, he's a fucking moron. So, oh god, I need to. We just need to spell it out for people. I just want to say that Anne Hathaway stuff was fucking awesome. (laughs) She is the shit. I love. You know what though. I love when you see actors who do that shit because, you know, yeah. like usually usually like people will come out, they'll go on these shows and they're like plug in shit. Yeah. And it's just like it's the same old bullshit. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you know, no matter what movie they're doing, oh, it was the best experience. It was the best thing. I would yeah. love for someone to just come out, be a little bit more real. Yeah. You know, well, you know, you come out and do something like that. That's just fun and creative. <laughs> it is. You know, it and is. that's fun to see because you wouldn't. Think Especially the voice. Her. Yeah. The voice was great. You know, she's all down and you know, <laughs> dirty like that. But um, I would like, just once, I'd like for someone to come out and say, this was the worst fucking movie I've ever made in my life. Oh, Mickey this Rourke was, did that. Yeah? Yeah. And he, uh, I think it was him, and he had to apologize or something. When I, he made what? I don't know, something after The Wrestler. Well, you know what? No anything he makes after The Wrestler, he should just thank God for. <laughs> no, really, because The Wrestler gave him his career back. So, no, that's true. You know, it'd be like, John Travolta bad-mouthing Pulp Fiction. It's the best fucking thing that ever happened to him. No, no, it wasn't the wrestler that he was bad-mouthing. It was something he made after No, but what did he make after? He made Iron Man after that. And something that nobody saw. Uh, Who cares? Doesn't matter. But um, anyway, 
So yeah. here we are. So you want to, you, I, I originally, I had some audio originally that I was going to start the show with, and it was Eric Idle, and it was a, a Monty Python reunion and an urn sitting on one of the chairs, right? And it was, it was, it was just the, the funniest one liner is what it was labeled as. And, um, Apparently, a while ago, Germans invited them to Germany to help write jokes because the Germans aren't funny. Yeah. So they, for some reason, went to Dachau. Uh-huh. But at first, they couldn't find the concentration camp, and no one would admit to knowing where it is. Okay. So by the time they got there, it was closing, and you know nobody could go in, no tourist things or anything. Yeah. And Graham Chapman leaned over and said, tell them we're Jewish. Oh, and they let them in. <laughs> That's what I was going to start with, but that That's I think great. was funnier. So, do you want you want to start with your um, the petition yeah, so you I found? Thought this was, I thought this do you want to do you want to read that? Yeah, I'll read it. Just can you slide that over this? Where is it? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. The All cord right, so is, uh, I came across this thing. Um, um, someone uh, on Facebook. Uh, who was it? Jay, I think. Um, I think. I don't know. You sent it to me. Yeah, I sent so. it to you. So I don't. I don't remember where I saw it. But anyways, it is a uh, movie theater etiquette manifesto. So um, this is driving me nuts because it doesn't have lines. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just because I, I was I just, ready. I, I had that noise ready. Yeah, for I know. No, 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 no. I'm not being critical. I'm just saying, like, I just wasn't. Go know, ahead and read it. My hands were ready to do something different. Yeah, you can't jerk off in my house. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's why it's five minutes late. Anyway, oh. so uh, this says, to the world. You had to is, jerk off twice, huh? Exactly. To the movie theater etiquette manifesto petition. Um, this says, to the world. We, the undersigned, in order to improve the movie-going experience for all theater patrons, pledge to... Beat the shit out of teenagers. <laughs> I think that's in the addendum. <laughs> um, one, shut our mouths. Talking is permitted up to and including the trailers. We, the undersigned, also pledge to make fun of everyone who shushes people for talking over the movie tickets. Dot com ad. After that, we will be quiet. Valid exceptions, midnight movies, and any film starring Nicolas Cage. I think there, there, there's an exception to the to the talking over trailers. Like if it's like the next Dark Knight trailer. Yeah, and it's I mean, there's weekend. some trailers that you just don't talk to. Yeah, there's some you go to the theater for and then you leave Meet right. Joe Black because um, you don't want to watch the movie. That's why a lot of people went to go see like a, uh, I think it was a Scooby-Doo movie to see one of the Harry Potter trailers. Uh uh, number two, turn off our cell phones when the movie starts. And on the off chance we have a job that requires us to leave our phone on, we, the undersigned, pledge to sit in the back row of the theater so no one behind us is disturbed when we check it. Please note, Fantasy Football Manager does not qualify as a job that demands you leave your phone on. It is also possible to, to get up out of your seat, answer the phone, say, hold on a second, and then put it back down and keep walking yeah. out of the theater. Three, never bring a baby to an R-rated movie. That doesn't even need a description, but go ahead. Uh, do you know why your baby is crying? Because it's 1030 at night and you're forcing it to watch a man with knives for fingers use a naked woman as a whetstone. Do you know why your baby's crying? Because they know you're a fucking moron. But what if you go to this R-rated movie at 2 in the afternoon? What if you go to an R-rated version of a, of a Christian story like passion of the christ and you bring your kids for a midnight show yeah, and then ask true. fucking strangers to watch them because it's too intense for them guess what idiot go home <laughs> never bring oh, this is number four never bring loud stinky food into the theater this mm. is the rule about outside food nothing crunchy nothing smelly the worst possible thing you can bring to a movie besides you know a weapon 
is Chinese takeout. People who bring Chinese takeout in crackly plastic containers should receive one warning. A second violation gets you a lifetime ban. <laughs> That's impossible to enforce, but all right. Number five, sit directly in front of someone else only when there are no other seats available. Only a-holes sit directly in front of someone they don't know just because they like that seat. You know what, though? I think that's bullshit. Um, it's don't. Don't sit near anybody else. If it's not, if, well, if that's, there's that's the next 15 one. people in the theater, but sitting in front of them, I don't care if somebody sits in front of me, especially in a good stadium seating yeah. house. Uh, because, because I'm going to be dead center yeah. in the screen. So I expect, usually when I go, I expect a line of nerds from the center, yeah. like back to front. Number six, leave a buffer seat between ourselves and strangers whenever possible. Only yeah. psychopaths sit immediately next to a stranger when they can sit somewhere else. True story, one time a guy sat down directly next to We the Undersigned in a theater with a dozen empty, uh, with dozens of empty seats. He wore sunglasses through the entire film and occasionally turned and stared at We for minutes at a time. We the Undersigned promised never to be that guy. Uh, number seven, never put our crap on a seat and pretend we're holding it for someone just so no one sits next to us. Well, that's that prevents creepy exactly. sunglass guy. Uh, genuine seat saving is totally acceptable. Fake seat saving so you have extra space to stretch out is a dick move. Well, yeah. Um, finally, number eight, throw our garbage on the floor. This, I think, should have been number one. <laughs> really? Um, really. The movie theater is the only public place in the world where it is socially acceptable to act like a pig. That is the way it has always been, the way it has always will be. We, the undersigned, vow that no matter how many times multiplexes include, please throw away your trash messages in their pre-show entertainment. We will continue to ignore them. See, I think that's bullshit, really. What is? Throwing your shit on the floor. You really shouldn't. It's kind of dick. You know what, though? I don't care. But no liquids. No cheese, no soda. Well, because some anything else that's else fine. Because you is... you know what you're doing when you throw your popcorn on the floor, or it falls out of your fat mouth because you can't Don't shove tell it me all job in security. there. It is. That's that's. If everybody cleaned up after themselves, you'd need one usher for a twenty screen theater. But you know what? I don't. I don't. There's no need for it. There's no. There's no fucking need it's, to throw it, your shit on the ground. Doesn't matter. People are always going to do it. Well. I take because it's not their house. Sometimes I do. It depends on the service I get. Oh, you don't even get me going on. Sir, this has five hundred and seventy-seven total signatures. I didn't sign it yet. I'm not going to sign it. I don't like that last one. I'm um, perfectly happy with the last one because you know who gives a shit. Uh let's see. Oh, I want that to scroll differently. Well, then click on the bar on the sign. All right, let's get to some shit here. Yeah. We're not, we're not up to this stuff yet, I don't think. Let me see. Um, unless you want to start right in on Rick Perry, which I think we should, because the guy's a fucking idiot. Ready? Sure. Uh, Rick Perry was in New Hampshire uh, lately, like not that long ago. Uh, GOP presidential hopeful of Rick Perry says evolution is a theory with some gaps in it. Okay. The Texas governor was responding to a question from a little boy in New Hampshire who was prompted by his mother to ask the Republican candidate about the age of the earth and evolution. For one thing, for, for one thing, yeah. that's a dick move on the mom's part. Whatever. Okay. It, I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's just like totally baiting. You know what the guy's going to say. Well, then you let know? him and say it. But, and, and it's just like. Maybe, maybe. <clears throat> but here's the thing. You know what it does, though? It takes away from talking about real issues. 
I think it, that you it, know what really you does. know what that is that is a real issue. If this guy believes in a fucking fairy tale, he's not fit to lead the country. I agree, but is he going to fix the economy with what? I know. Magic pixie dust and Jesus exactly. blood. Exactly, Jesus blood. <laughs> That's funny. He's got a better, but he's got what a better he chance say? of like recruiting juggalos and Fago to fix the country. I hear your mom was asking. Of, oh, I I, I uh, asked a question on Facebook if I can do the uh, George W. Bush voice for uh, uh, Rick Perry, and the one answer I got said, "Yeah, but make him sound stupider." Can't possibly. Oh, I don't know. It says I hear your mom was asking about evolution. Perry said today, "I can't do a Bush." That's a theory that's out there, and it's got some gaps in it. Perry then told the boy, "In Texas, we teach both creationism and evolution." I figure you're smart enough to figure out which one is right. <laughs> uh, okay. State education experts told the Texas Tribune that Perry is not quite right about what's taught in the Lone Star State's public schools. David Bradley, a conservative member of the Texas Board of Education, told the Tribune that nothing prevents a teacher from talking about creationism, but, quote, it is not specifically in the Texas curriculum. Kathy Miller, president of the Texas Freedom Network, oh, God, that just sounds like they go out and hunt black people, <coughs> is quoted in the same story as saying, Texas science standards do not call for teaching creationism in the classroom. Sorry, I don't care what side you're on. That's That just brings up horrible yeah. racist connotations, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. The Supreme Court in 1987 ruled that a Louisiana law ruled that, yeah, ruled that a Louisiana law that required creation science be taught in schools was unconstitutional. During his 2010 re-election bid in Texas, Perry said he is a, quote, firm believer in intelligent design as a matter of faith and intellect. According to his responses to questions from the Standard Times in San Angelo, Texas, the Texas governor caused a stir Wednesday when he said he didn't believe in man-made global warming. John Huntsman, a former Utah governor and Hunter. pathetic hope, hopeful for... Uh, for the nomination is also seeking the president. I tweeted today to be clear, I believe in evolution and trust scientists on global warming. Call me crazy. Well, he lost the nomination. Yeah. Tea Party don't like that shit. <laughs> what else we got here? We got okay, that's the same Rick Perry story. Okay. Um so Rick Perry points to, quote, idiotic U.S. rule that doesn't exist. Oh, this should be good. For a small government conservative on the presidential campaign stump like Texas Governor Rick Perry, a new federal regulation forcing farmers to get commercial driver's licenses would make a perfect example of Barack Obama's Washington run amok. But there is no such regulation. During his debut in Iowa Sunday night in Waterloo, then again on Monday wow. at the Iowa State you just, Fair. You know what? Never, never make a speech in Waterloo. You know I where? Mean, you're you know, just begging, begging for an issue. You know where he announced he was running for president? From, from South Carolina. Oh. It's like, come on. You're an idiot governor from Texas that got failing grades in college, and you're going to announce you're running for president in South Carolina. Yeah. Why don't you just, like, burn a big pile of money? Because it's all you're doing. Okay. Uh, Governor Perry brought up the phantom, obscene, crazy regulation in Texas in Texan terms. If you're a tractor driver, if you drive your tractor across a public road, you're going to have to have a commercial's dri commercial driver's license. Now, how idiotic is that? <laughs> <laughs> he thundered to the fair, crowded Des Moines with the rejoinder. What were they thinking? 
Here's what they were thinking. Earlier this year, the state of Illinois began regulating certain kinds of farmers as commercial motor vehicle drivers, a move that caused a lot of consternation in the Illinois farming community, seeing as it would require stiff new driving tests, periodic drug testing, and other hurdles. The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration stepped in to clarify whether the states had the right to do what Illinois has done. And on May 31st, the U.S. Department of Transportation issued a public notice asking for comment on the commercial licensing of farm equipment. Uh, let's see. Many in the farm community saw that notices as evidence that the federal regulations were brewing, and the rumor went viral. That speeded up the process in Washington. Last Wednesday, the agency moved to put the issue to rest. The guidance, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, this is just called SHIELD and get it over with, <laughs> uh, put out did exactly opposite what Governor Perry said. It told the states the common sense exemptions that allow farmers, their employees, and their families to accomplish their day-to-day work and transport their products to market should remain in place. So that's that's pretty much that. Oh, man. So he like reads the beginning of a story and doesn't doesn't finish the book. Oh, Tom Coburn, you dopey dope. Yeah, but we got somebody else before that. Good old Louis Gomert. Oh man, what is Louis Gomert doing in a picture with Darth Vader? I don't know. Does he think he's a giant black lollipop? <laughs> Louis Gohmert, as you know, is a Republican from Texas who may, in fact, be the biggest fucking moron on the face of the planet. I, I honestly believe that. Let's. you want to hear what he has to say? Sure. Okay. Aren't up to the task of solving this nation's fiscal problems. He's called for their resignations. He also questions the motivation of President Obama's so-called uh, listening jobs tour Joining us now, Congressman Louis Gomer, Texas. Congressman, great to have you with us. Uh, strong Always words. I'm, you. You, you want uh, Geithner and Bernanke out now? Yeah, people are talking about another QE, and until we get rid of Huey and Dewey and the Treasury and, and Federal Reserve, then we don't need another QE. Uh, the fact is, just as the president said, the government can help. Yeah, they can help by getting out of the way. And these guys have manhandled the economy, and they refuse to open their he, books and let people his voice see what makes they're me really just punch doing. And, and it has had a terrible effect on the economy, and they do need to go. Can you imagine in the private sector people having two and a half years, in Bernanke's case, much more, and, and getting worse all the time that they're there, and they're constantly wrong? Oh, we'll never be downgraded. That would never happen. When you're that wrong about something like that, it's time to go. Well, Warren Buffett wants to give him some more money, too. He thinks the super rich ought to be anteing up uh, the yeah. top 1%, coughing up a lot more in the way of taxes. Uh, I mean, when you see, well, I mean, what, what's your reaction to, to the Buffett uh, claim? Well, uh, the reaction is that's fabulous. Just put your check where your mouth is, and instead of... Uh, avoiding taxes that he's paying millions of dollars to lawyers and accountants to do just send it to the federal government stop trying to avoid the death tax just pay billions to the federal government and we'll all love him for it all the more 
Congressman, but I, let me uh, also say the the president's out there saying that you know uh, we need more taxes from the fifty percent that are paying the income taxes, and uh, he's out here on this in his Bar Darth Vader bus on the magical misery <laughs> tour, and the truth nice is, talking Lou, that if the president would stop this hurtful rhetoric. He's out there acting like the evil emperor, saying, allow the hatred to flow through your veins. Hate neighbor. If you see they yeah. have something, then you yeah. ought to want it. If you see they're paying taxes and they've got too much money, you ought to take it. We need love and affection coming around this country, not that kind of hateful rhetoric. Well, wow. you know, it's, it's interesting you said that. What a the hypocrite. The president today said, told just, the crowd um, that, uh, that they shouldn't be patient any longer. Uh, with well, Lou Dobbs with is a fucking to argue with him. Showed anyway. Uh, there's just That's entirely right. too much uh, partisan uh, partisanship on the part of at least the Republicans. Your That's thoughts? That's right. It's like the evil emperor saying, "Good, good. Let the aggressiveness flow through your body. Feel that hatred." I mean, the guy has got to lighten up and let America do what America does well when the government gets out of the way. Yeah, if for those who have not seen this bus, uh, Congressman Gomert has said it pretty well. It does. It looks like something out of Star Wars. It's uh, and something yeah, indeed that Darth uh, Vader bus. Wow, uh, Darth Vader might, uh, might be right. George, he living in? Uh, George Lucas Congressman, should we sue. really appreciate you being with us. <laughs> Defamation so of character. Well, definitely. Hope, and we can do this. We just got to you know, get a zero baseline budget, cut out things like Department of Energy, uh, cut out the spending on Obamacare till we get a reading from what? the Supreme Court, and we cut can, out we the can make this work. Energy. Congressman, there are a lot of us Thank who move way beyond hope. We want to see action now. <laughs> Fucking get out of the country, dumbass. Uh, with Gomer. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Lloyd. Stocks today. Gomer is such a perfect name for him. Hey, um... What is that up on the on the side of that? Kathy Griffin calls Michelle. I was I was looking at that. Michelle Bachman, a bigot to her face. We'll get we'll get to that in a second because oh, yeah. I have to click on that one. But now this bus, this black armored tour bus, right? <sighs> Kerry had one. Bush had one. Exactly. McCain had one. Now it's a problem because black bring, man's got a black bus. Why you got to bring Vader into it, man? Guys throwing all those Star Wars out there. You know, badly, like, too. Oh, my. Yeah, really, really badly. It's just like, did you just watch the original trilogy recently? He's just, it, yeah, he's just getting it. Is it on it. TNT or something? Or It might have been on Spike. Yeah. That seems like the channel for him. Oh, my God. That's where he gets his news from, Spike. Fucking idiot. <sighs> I've never... I. Seriously, I would jeopardize my job to punch him in the face. <laughs> All right, let's see. Kathy Griffin. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Kathy Griffin, but the headline obviously grabbed both of us. Um, Kathy Griffin's one of those people. Like, it's like it's one of those things. Just like, wow, you're you're still on TV. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Crazy bitch. What was she on originally? I have no idea. She no was, idea. She was on a TV show or something. Well, this is Kathy Griffin talks Michelle Bachman bigot meeting on Conan. Uh, Kathy Griffin has, over the past few years, um, where is it, been a persistent thorn in the side of the Palin family, pulling public, public stunts, taking out Levi Johnston to events, and making jokes about Sarah and Bristol, a regular part of her stand-up repertoire. Now, with a new religious ultra-conservative woman taking the spotlight, the comedian has a new target in her sights. Appearing on Conan Monday night, Griffin recalled the time she met Bachman in Washington while researching for her rally to repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell. 
Perhaps mistaking Griffin for someone else, one of Bachman's staffers pulled out a video camera to capture their interaction for her website. First, Griffin says she asked the congresswoman if she'd support an effort to repeal the law that banned homosexuals from the military. When Bachman declined, Griffin got personal. Congresswoman Bachman, were you born a bigot or did you, like, grow into it, she asked on tape. As for Bachman's answer, that's a good question. I'm going to have to get back to you, she said, perhaps not creating the best of campaign slogans. Well, well she was on Suddenly Susan. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. All right. Well, you want to she hear her tell the story? or uh... Stacy? Yeah. All right. Let's see. And Caroline in the city. What do you drive? Uh, about you. Is uh, inspiring? I just mute that channel for a second. So. So. Hopefully it's just not a rehash of what I just read. Probably. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, the ad's almost over here. And then we're going to move on to guns on the Senate floor after this, I think. Which should be very interesting. So let's see what we got. Some cool music. Excited to see you, Ginger Power. It's yes. the Ginger Block. Aren't we coming back? Isn't yes. there something? I mean, uh, it's funny because I've read that gingers are going extinct. We're going to be gone in yes. like 50 years. Absolutely. But there's been a resurgence, a cultural resurgence. There should be. Yes. There's no box of nice and easy, any shade of red that is safe near me. <laughs> I will dye my hair redder if I have to. I suggest you do the same. You'll drink the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, so can we talk straw poll, please? Because. <laughs> I, I actually, ride, you know what I would suggest? Ride the enthusiasm of this crowd. <laughs> oh, this thing's like 10 minutes long. We're not going to watch the whole thing. All right, here's why. Let's see where so it goes I in a couple Michelle minutes. Yeah. You did. Okay. Cuckoo. Oh, good. It's right in the beginning. Cuckoo. What happened? Well, as you know, she's a comedian's dream. Yeah. So well, I don't know if she's great for the country, but she's great for comedy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I was actually doing some research for the episode of my life on the D-list where I had a march on Washington to help repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Mm-hmm. So I went to some sort of Washington events on the Hill, and I was at one, and I was truly got on an escalator. Michelle Bachman gets on, and then someone from her staff pulls out a flip cam, and they didn't tell me why they were taping it, but you know she had to think I was Kathy Lee Gifford or something, because <laughs> it doesn't make sense for her to want to talk to me. Or to have a record of it. That's the thing, yeah. <laughs> well, I, exactly. I, I thought that was a very bad idea for her website, but I was very glad. And so I said, Congresswoman Bachman, I am holding a rally in Freedom Plaza to help repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell. May I count on your support? Because <laughs> she's not so down with the gays and yeah. not so liberal. <laughs> and um, she said, oh, I don't think so. And then I said, well, who's taping us? And she said, that's for my website. And I said, okay. And then I couldn't miss the moment. So sure. I turned to her and I said, Congresswoman Bachman, were you born a bigot or did you, like, grow into it? And <laughs> while, they're, while they're shooting. Her answer was priceless. She said, that's a good question. I'm going to have to get back to you. <laughs> if someone accused you of being a bigot, that's about as bad as it gets. At least you'd be like, oh, no, no, not me. Huh? No. She said, that's a good question. I'm going to have to get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> President Bachman, come on, people. Think so about much. it. It's funny. She's, she's it's thinking funny. about it right now. It's now, I want to ask about, I, I have to ask about your personal life, uh, sure. because people want to know, and you talk so much about it. They do. You talk so much about what it. Do you think we good? Comedy. Are you dating? Anyone at the moment? Yeah, Anyone good. special in your life? Well, I'm still stop. holding on for that. It won't stop. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right, so that was the same thing that I read, but she that's, had yeah, a little that's the flair funny. to it. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was good. Yeah, 
Hey, did you see uh, Elizabeth Warren is considering running against Scott Brown? No, I did not see that. I will vote for her. Because <laughs> I've seen her on The Daily Show a whole bunch of times, and I like her ideas. So, Who is uh, Pastor Zachary Timms? Uh, he's a mega church guy. But it says allegedly had drugs. I don't want allegedly. I want definitely. Hey, well, then it's slander Fuck until it. it's rude until they <laughs> don't care. Um, let's see. We're not doing this one yet because that is just going to totally piss me off. Uh, let's see more in the political realm. Romney defends raising retirement age to protect corporate tax breaks. Wow. Former Massachusetts governor and complete and total dipshit governor Mitt Romney <laughs> just completed a damaging campaign stop in Iowa. Wow. I didn't even make that part up. Where audience members responded angrily to his plans, and Romney frequently responded belligerently to their anger. <laughs> well, fuck you too, man. Can I count on your vote? No, in, go fuck yourself. In one of the most contentious exchanges, Romney defended his belief that we, quote, should consider a higher retirement age for Social Security and Medicare to preserve tax breaks for corporations. See, you, you know what, though? See, here's the here's the thing. Okay, there's a way. There's a way to float out that idea, yeah. without being a douche. Because you could yeah. say, you, you know, I mean, I mean, in, in, in all in all seriousness, right? right. People are living longer. All right? Oh yeah, sixty five is not as old as it was a generation. No, that's ago. true. Okay, so you could say, you know what, um, gives people an opportunity to, you know. Save more money, blah, right. blah, blah, keeps experienced people in the workforce, blah, blah, blah. Whatever yes. you want to say. There's a thousand There's different ways, ways spin of spinning it instead yep. of like saying, hey, you know what? Corporations need this. Well, this is this is what was said. I'm, I'm a little leery on the uh, the actual audio because it was recorded live. Why don't we take a listen to it and see how it sounds? It's like a minute long. If it's bad, and I'll just And there are various ways it. of doing that. One is we could raise taxes on people. That's not the way. That, corporations. Cor- corporations are people, my friend. We can raise taxes on. Of course they are. Everything corporations earn ultimately goes to people. So, where do you think it goes? What, what, whose pockets? Whose pockets? People's pockets. Okay, human beings, my friend. So number one. So number one, you can raise taxes. You can raise taxes. That's not the approach that I would take. Number two, you can make sure that the promises we make are promises that we can keep. And in my view, the the areas that you have to consider are higher income people receiving less rapid growth in their benefits and their inflators. You don't agree with that? You want to give wealthier people bigger portion? That's your right. I think we should have what's what's known as progressive indexing. I think we also should consider a higher retirement age. Those are things that should be considered as part. That's my view. You may disagree with it. That's my view. Oh, he's done. Oh, my God. And and the Republicans are going, dude, shut the fuck up. No, they're not because they don't like him. No, that that's what I mean. It's just No, like they, they want him us. to just keep talking because Perry will come out. He'll spin it the right way. Oh, my God. Because Bachman's God. not getting the nomination. There's no way. No, that she's, woman is nuts. She's a... F- She's a she's a liability to oh sanity everywhere. It's so you, you know what it's at, at this point Obama could run as a Republican and get the Republican nomination. <laughs> really, I mean, really, he probably could. Seriously, yeah, um, I, I'll, I'll um, run against myself. I'll run against myself, uh, M- Mr. Boehner. I've done everything you asked. <laughs> Please consider me for the nomination and add me to the straw poll. 
I don't even know if that's. Uh, I, I I can just I could just he could run as a Republican. He could run as an independent and, and, and get everybody's and, and, vote and and a Democrat. Yeah. Okay. And he could and oh, uh, you know what? The white half of him can run as a Republican, and the go. black half of him can run as a Democrat. That's right. Oh my god! <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <sighs> So Romney's but, out. But Romney is like, no, fuck you, sir. I will come down there and kick your corporations or people. Corporations, yeah. Michelin man, Michelin man. Okay. Burger, Burger King. King. <laughs> That's right where I was going. Wendy's. Wendy. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Fucking douche. I swear <laughs> to God. What a jackhole. Uh, yeah. I think we should do a break. All right. Why don't we do that and we'll come back. Here's a little anti-flag. Is Lance Henriksen? Oh. You, you wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep, keep a secret. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important, but we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours. The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. Forget about me. 
right, I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, What can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. (laughs) Uh, Is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, (laughs) horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. (laughs) I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, Yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one one star too many. (laughs) Let me tell you, the worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. That was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. So I want to play this. I got more Rick Perry shit. Like the whole show literally could have been about Rick Perry. No, I don't want to play Mahjong. Really? It's bad timing. So Rick Perry had the response, you know, praying to end abortion. I don't think it worked. Uh, I think there's still abortion out there. But anyway, um, want to hear a little of it? Yeah. Did sure. we play this last week? No, I don't okay. think we did. It says, uh, today, Texas Governor Rick Perry held, and that was from August 6th. So this is a little while ago, uh, a prayer rally. The response with uh, some of the most insane, bigoted, and outright racist fundamental, fundamental Christian leaders imploring their God to help them turn America into a repressive theocracy. No, I'm not exaggerating. Right wing, right wing watch. That's tough to say. That's a really bad name. Like yeah. Rural Juror Bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is posting videos from now as well done, sir. Bizarre congruence <laughs> of far right politics and fanatical religion. Here's the anti choice section as Alveda King, which if Martin Luther King Jr. was alive, he would just smack her in the mouth. <laughs> he really would. It's like, bitch, really? Is that you know, don't don't come and look at my new statue. Lila Rose and Susan Tyrell, who I can only imagine is from Blade Runner and owns the Tyrell Corporation, hysterically begged God to take away women's reproductive rights. All right, brace yourself. Oh, God, the spiritual fiber of America is weak. It is broken. The blood of the innocents is running through the spiritual fiber. We are on the verge of spiritual collapse, oh, God. 
even as you judge us, remember the blood of your son, Jesus. Remember, O oh God, John 3, 16. Jesus, I plead your blood over my sins and the sins of my nation. God, end abortion and send revival to America. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jesus, we come before you, God. We're asking, we're knocking on the door, God, that you would end abortion in America, God. We ask that you would send revival, yeah. God, and you would have yeah. mercy on she's our all, souls, come on. God, she's for almost the mocking of innocent me. blood, God. She can't have be serious. Mercy on us, God. Would you end abortion Oh, no, in she is. She just likes anal sex. <laughs> Heavenly Father, for the 52 million children that we have allowed to be sacrificed, our unborn brothers and sisters, made in your image, made in the image of God himself, we repent of allowing their deaths. We repent of our apathy, of our hopelessness, of our selfishness. And we ask in your holy name to use us to end abortion. Use us to raise up a nation of righteousness and justice and mercy for the most innocent. Mercy for the weakest among us. No more Bukaki. Use us to end abortion and build the culture of life in our nation. Lord, forgive us for valuing our convenience more than the gift of human life. Forgive us as a church for failing to rescue abortive mothers and their sense of destiny. And for not treasuring the beauty and power of sex and our ability to reproduce. Forgive us for neglecting our personal role to help the weak and neglecting our prophetic role as watchmen to guard the people by establishing laws which glorify your name. your blood over my sins and the sins of my nation but the thing is though you know what yeah like that last woman there i can honestly say yeah and i think i can say this with great authority <laughs> Abortion is never going to be a problem for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is never going to have an unwanted pregnancy. Yeah. You douches. The biggest gathering in Houston yesterday should tell America all it needs to know about Rick Perry. I'm not talking about the estimated 30,000 individuals who visited Reliance Stadium uh. yesterday for the response, an event endorsed by religious extremists and known hate mongers. I'm talking about the 100,000 Texans who waited in line for free school supplies, immunizations, fresh produce, and school uniforms. So the motto of Texas is hypocrisy now. <sighs> uh, let's see. This is from the Houston Chronicle. Some families camped out for hours to gain admittance to Houston's first ever citywide back-to-school event at George R. Brown Convention Center, where free backpacks, school supplies, uniforms, haircut vouchers, immunizations, and fresh produce were provided. Others were turned away. It was getting beyond capacity. HISD spokesman John Spencer said, if nothing else, it shows the need. While our three-term governor was busy self-promoting to evangelical Christians in preparation to announce his bid for president, the actual people he governs were attempting to mitigate the damage he's done to regular working Texan families just trying to get by. While Perry's faithful lined up to break their fast with hot dogs and nachos, yeah, Okay, that just struck me as odd. His constituents stood in the 90-plus degree heat for bags of fruit and vegetables. Sadly, there weren't enough school supplies available to meet the tremendous need. 
Beatrice Jones, uh, who has two children in the Spring School District, arrived about 10.15 a.m. with her daughter's daughter and niece, only to find the doors closed and a police officer announcing the event was over. Wow. 10.15 in the morning? Yeah. Wow. They were supposed to have school supplies, but all we got was sweating and paid parking. School Superintendent Garrett, Terry Greer posted a Twitter message Saturday morning that security personnel had estimated the crowd at 100,000. At about 10 a.m., officials made the call to close the doors. Now, if I'm not wrong, it like started just a couple hours before that. Yeah. Where are the gasping media reports of over 100,000 Texas waiting in the hot sun for school supplies and food? Where were the statistics about how Texas has some of the highest rates nationally of poverty and food insecurity in all of its breath? All you got to do is like just pump up their self-esteem. Come on, tomato. You're cool. No, that's sorry. That's wow. I just had to I, had, I have to make myself a little happy. This is terrible. Just keep reading. Right? Cucumber, you have so many uses. <laughs> in all of the breathless coverage of Rick Perry's Texas Miracle. Where was the caravan of reports from news outlets across America interviewing the victims rather than the worshippers of the Perry administration? I suppose it's nice that the response had an almost fourfold increase in turnout for a day of prayer over the expected 8,000, but it's horrifying that a charitable event for families of Texas school children should also see such a tremendous increase in turnout. Who um, sponsored that thing? Like, who was organizing um, it? I'm not sure. It says HISD spokesman. He was the one that... Uh, let me do a quick... Uh, Search on that and see what that stands for. I don't know. Oh, Hallsville Independent School District, maybe? Maybe. At least that he was one of the spokespeople for yeah. it. So uh, I, I bet everybody is, is thrown for a loop there thinking, oh, he did a religion thing. Now he's just going to bash on it. Oh, not really, no. <laughs> just showing the juxtaposition of what actually needs to get done in that yeah. state and what the governor actually thought was important, right. which speaks volumes to me of how he would run he's, the country. He's not going to get elected. Obama will get No, but elected. he'll run. He'll he, run. He'll get the nomination. And he'll have Willie Gomert as yeah. his assistant. Fuck. Well, I don't know about that Captain Kirk and them their Star Wars movies. I can't imagine. And I can't imagine that. Now, you remember back there in that, that first Battlestar Galactica movie. Let me see. <laughs> This is just like when Boomer, that Dirk Benedict boy from 18. <laughs> oh, my God. You're killing me. You're literally killing me with that. Um, Where do you want to go? Yeah, do where that you wanna, one. You, oh, wait. You want to do the 10 thing, 10 craziest ideas from Rick Perry, and then we'll, we can, we okay, can drop we it? Okay, be done with him? Yeah. I just figured he was going to take up most of the show. <clears throat> His 10 craziest ideas so far. Social Security is evil. According to Perry, Social Security is, quote, by far the best example of a program violently tossing aside any respect for our founding principles. This, is, this was in his book. Number eight, private, private enterprise blossom. Uh, bl- blossom? Yeah. The secret to the economy was blossom? That's why she's on Big Bang. That, 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 wow. that station's doing okay now. I guess so. Private enterprise blossomed under conscription and wartime price control. 
Uh-huh. Not only does he argue that the New Deal failed to end the Great Depression, but he asserts recovery did not come until World War II, when FDR was finally persuaded to unleash private enterprise. Because it's a Kraken. Oh, my God. Number eight, Medicare is too expensive, but must never be cut. <laughs> Both establishing Medicare in 1965 and expanding it to include prescription drugs in 2003 are examples of an irresponsible culture of spending in Washington. But we need to keep it. But establishing <laughs> councils of experts and panels of various sorts to assess the cost effectiveness of different Medicare eligible treatments is a frightening scheme that undermines freedom and can be fairly labeled death panels. <sighs> By the way, he started off as a Democrat and changed parties because it was... Because he was an opportunistic motherfucker. <laughs> there you go. Number seven, all bank regulation. All bank regulation is unconstitutional. Uh-huh. Criticizing the security... I'd like to withdraw my money. No. <laughs> That's unconstitutional. Take a pen. Pen is chained. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Leave most of the balls on the chain on my side. Criticizing the Security and Exchange Commission's rulemaking process under the Dodd-Frank Financial Regulation Bill. Everybody can wake up now. Perry asserts that if the Constitution were shown the appropriate respect, Washington regulation writers wouldn't have to worry about underrepresented views because they wouldn't have control over them in the first place. Can you imagine an unregulated society? No. I can only imagine a tiny fraction of it, and there's a lot of people dying. Um, it would have something called Thunderdome, but that's that, about that's it. A, that's all, yeah. And the Hunger Games, which I'm listening to the audiobook because I don't have time to read. And it's a nice amalgamation of, um, you know, a teen book and The Running Man and Battle Royale and 1984. Yeah. Just took a whole bunch of ideas and mashed them together. <laughs> she claimed it was uh, from switching between reality TV and the end footage of the Iraq War. But come on, you're telling me she's never seen The Running Man? Right. Hmm. Although Stephen King did say, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Number six in the craziest shit he's ever said. Consumer financial protection is unconstitutional, which is Elizabeth, Wa Elizabeth Warren's uh, almost job. Because she set the whole department up and they didn't give her the job. Further reiterates his view that all federal financial regulation is illegitimate. <sighs> Listing the SEC on page 44 as part of a federal alphabet soup in which undemocratic, unelected Washington bureaucrats are now dubiously empowered to dictate their own preferences to the American people. This is a huge case of dickhead doesn't get it. Yeah. All right. Uh, number five. <laughs> almost everything is unconstitutional. Even the Constitution. <laughs> that would be interesting. What? Oh, it's a time travel paradox. Regrets the, <laughs> regrets the existence of jurisprudence construing the Commerce Clause to permit federal laws regulating the environment, regulating guns, protecting civil rights, establishing the massive programs and Medicare and Medicaid creating national minimum wage laws and establishing national labor laws. Perry makes a partial exception for laws barring racial discrimination, which he says fulfill the intent behind the passage of the <laughs> Reconstruction Era amendments. I also need black people to vote for me. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. 
uh, federal education policy it's unconstitutional. is unconstitutional. I think they could have just lumped everything together under the unconstitutional part, and we would have been good. Cites the willingness of Republicans to vote for reauthorization of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act as a perfect example of losing sight of the fact that perfectly laudable policy choices at the local level are not appropriate, much less constitutional at the federal level. Oh, my God. Ready for this one? Go ahead. Al Gore is part of a conspiracy to deny the existence of global cooling. Global cooling? Yeah. Jokes that the Social Security Trust Fund, quote, must be somewhere in Al Gore's lockbox, right next to his notes from inventing the Internet and that global cooling data he doesn't want anyone to see, page 60 of his book, argues that moderates oppose curbing greenhouse gas emissions because, quote, they know that they have been experiencing a cooling trend. Oh, my God. So there is climate change. Is that what he's saying? I don't know. Number two, not only is everything unconstitutional, activist judges are a problem. Yeah, they are. They put Bush in office. Having called the majority of the duly enacted modern welfare state and federal regulatory apparatus unconstitutional, Perry pivots to the complaint that the Supreme Court too often chooses to take it upon itself to govern and to develop policy. Isn't interpreting and ruling on the law kind of part and parcel with, you know... That's what they do. They in, they they interpret... The way it's supposed to work is that the Congress, the, the, the legislative branch, makes the laws. Yep. The um, executive branch enforces the laws, and the judicial branch interprets the laws. That's like civics 101 motherfuckers yeah so they basically tell you how you can use your laws yeah that's being an activist but but you notice though when you get a republican even though it's not supposed to be party lines with the judges right when you get a republican no, judge in your own good what they're saying stuff is it's it's this is the way it should be it's yeah well then then you're keeping the status quo right. so they're not activist judges because they're not actively doing shit and has Clarence Thomas said anything lately, maybe about his, you know, conflict of interest and ethic charges? He just talks about his cock. <laughs> Fucking douchebag. Number one. Oh, for Christ's sake. Jesus is a Republican riding on his motorcycle waiting to take away your abortion rights. No, this is, this is worse. You'll never guess. The Civil War. Was unconstitutional. Was caused by slave owners trampling on northern states' rights. Really? Yeah. Rather than simply citing chattel slavery as an exemption to his, quote, states' rights are good principle, Perry argues that slaveholder activism in the 1850s was an example of big government federal overreach. In many ways, it was the northern states whose sovereignty was violated in the run-up to the Civil War, he argues, citing the Fugitive Slave Act and completely ignoring the human rights of enslaved African Americans of the South. What about the human rights of white people? He says... didn't want to do that work. (laughs) We can never know what would have happened in the absence of federal involvement, ignoring again the fact that federalism would have brought peace at the price of continued slavery. 
God. Please, please. I just want to see a debate. I want, and there's the beautiful picture of him praying. What a fucking dumbass. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right, this next one. I really don't know. This, this was sent to us one, by Jamie. This one doesn't surprise me at all. Sure. Go ahead. Well, Jamie sent this, and I, I totally like forgot to get his voicemail on the show and like read this article. Uh, Church Child Protection Chief. Church Child Protection Chief caught with 4,000 child porn pictures. See, like... Go ahead. Doesn't someone in that position think that, you know what, what would almost be worse than getting caught with all this child pornography would be just the stigma of being a fucking stereotype, you know? Yeah. It'd be like saying, you know, oh, like, like like a headline would be, oh, blonde girl becomes cheerleader and isn't very bright. You know, <laughs> it's like, wouldn't she just hate to be a stereotype like that? Wouldn't she just hate to be just another, you know, high church official caught with child porn? Mm. I would be embarrassed for that. <laughs> not because of the porn, because, you know, whatever blows your hair back and, you know, whatever. But. I'm not saying that child child porn is cool because it ain't. No, I didn't assume that you were. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. But it's just like, God damn it, dude! Like, you're not even trying. No, not 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 trying at all. You just average motherfucker. <laughs> really? Yeah. How come you don't see some like you know church official found with found dead because he hemorrhaged because he had a strap on in his ass okay <laughs> at least that's different some little sexual deviant weird shit going on but at least it's it's different it's not oh yeah okay fine we're walking we're looking at kids you know dirty pictures whatever okay i mean like have some self-respect you want, I... me, you want me to read it sure like <laughs> A child protection official for the Catholic Church has been caught with 4,000 pictures of child porn. You, you know what the next the next two words should be? Or the next three words should be? Big surprise, right? Yeah. Father of four, Christopher. He just said, no, 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 they're not mine. I'm just holding them for a friend. <laughs> On my hard drive. Under an encrypted password drive. file. Yeah. Hard drive. Father of four, Christopher Jarvis, was arrested after uploading pictures of children being abused to a website. What a dumbass. And dude, if you get them, don't share them. Yeah. They can drop they can find you, you stupid fuck. It Oh god, he's stupid too. This is this Jesus, is this so you weird. know what? You know what? I oh go ahead. Do you know why I'm happy he's going to get his ass beat to shit in jail? Because he's stupid and he's yeah. unoriginal. Yeah. It's, this is Married Jarvis, 49, a former social worker, was employed by the church following sex scandals about pervert priests. It wasn't a... It, it, He's not supposed to go native. It wasn't a help-wanted <laughs> ad, motherfucker. His job was to monitor church groups to ensure pedo, pedophiles, because this, this was sent to us by someone from England, so yeah. it's pedophiles, pedophiles, did and, not gain access to children in the church's congregations, but we whet their fucking appetite for it. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. You can't come in here. Have some photographs instead. <laughs> Go on your way now. But he was caught by police in March with more than 4,000 child porn images on his home computer and his work laptop. He admitted 12 counts of making, possessing, and distributing indecent images when he appeared before magistrates in Plymouth and is likely to 12? face... 12? 12 counts. Yeah. Isn't one enough? Like... No, because they'll get him. They, they got to. They got to. They got him. Uh, I hope so. Um, and is likely to face jail when he returns to court for sentencing next month, which is now this month. Jarvis, who has been sacked from his job as child safeguarding officer, you think? Worked with the Diocese of Plymouth for nine years. Church spokesman David Pond said, "What wow, a fucking, fucking idiot. idiot I am." <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jarvis was suspended from his position as soon as the diocese became aware <clears throat> in March of the police investigation. I don't know why I wanted to make him Irish, but I fought it. <laughs> the bishop that took action, the bishop that took, oh, the bishop took that action. And since then, the church has worked closely with the police. Because, fuck, we got caught. <laughs> God damn. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I got. I got nothing except this. All right. So this is Louis C.K. I talking about the Catholic, Catholic Church. I was about ten, and then I quit because my parents let me. But I was always amazed. I don't really know anything about the Catholic Church. It's an enormous institution, total mystery. So I just went out and found out everything that I could about the Catholic Church and, and what it's all about. I started here at the Catholic Archdiocese of New York. I just walked in the door and started asking questions. Without much effort, I was given an interview with Father Ike McCready, spokesperson for the Archdiocese. Uh, so, what is the Catholic Church? What are you guys all about? Okay. <coughs> the Catholic Church is an ancient, worldwide organization dedicated to the constant goal of fucking young boys. <laughs> really? <laughs> sure. Wow. <laughs> I thought everybody knew that. Well, I, I thought that the, that the point of the church was to worship God, and the boy fucking was just incidental. <laughs> no, it's just the other way around. The point of the church is the boy fucking. All the other stuff is just busy work. <laughs> Okay, so how does it work? Well, you stick your dick up their ass. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, as an organization, why do you need a whole church just to do that? Oh, you see, you can't just go around fucking boys in the street. People get mad. So what we do is we build churches around the world and tell people they got to come there to pray, give us their money, or they'll go straight to hell. Now that gives us the authority and the gravitas to control their lives, most importantly, to give us their young boys. So we can educate them, feed them, and ultimately fuck them in the ass and face. And it's tax deductible. I was very surprised to find out that the Catholic Church exists solely for the purpose of boy rape. But as I did some research, I found out that it's true. I contacted the Vatican for verification, and I received this written statement from the Pope himself. 
We at the Catholic Church fuck boys all day long. That's all we ever do. Signed, the Pope. (laughs) I learned that the Catholic Church is funded by a simple grassroots system. People come to the church, they give money, and that money is collected all over the world to finance the Catholic Legal Defense Fund and to buy millions of cans of Crisco. That's Father McCready showed me how the Catholic Church is constantly refining their boy fuck techniques. So, well, but so what are all these people doing? Well, this is the Situation Room. This is where we keep track of all the molesting priests around the world and move them from place to place so they won't get caught. Father Gigan, you are clear to ask rape a male child in sector 649er. Good day. <laughs> is there a reason why you do this? Purity. Purity? Yeah. You see, the boys come to us, and they are pure. We fuck the boys and take the purity into ourselves. <laughs> and the next time we defecate, we create what's called a purity brick. A purity brick? W- what do you do with all these bricks? Well, we bring it to this paper plant, crush them into mulch, and that's how we make Bibles. <laughs> so you're telling me that all Catholic Bibles are printed on paper made from the shit of priests who fuck kids in the ass? That's it in a nutshell, yes. Wow, that is so interesting. Well, the Lord moves in mysterious ways. So are are there any boys that you guys have not fucked? Were you raised Catholic? Yes. And were you fucked by a priest when you were a boy? No, I don't think so. Wait. No, I was. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I was. Huh. We're very thorough. <laughs> huh. Yeah. <laughs> let me ask. Let me ask you one more question. Shoot. Oh, bad. Is it wrong to fuck boys? Of course not. If it was wrong, now don't you think God would put a stop to it? Hmm. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> There's no God. <laughs> 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 I like the end. That yeah, was pretty that funny. That was really funny. We should probably take another break. This helps us keep on schedule. Yeah, maybe. I think so. All right. Uh, okay, and here we go.
perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the Internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. The right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.podomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. This is a great jump film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you tired of podcasts that aren't Cinerama? Are you tired of hearing podcasters with voices like mine when they could have a cool accent instead? Are you tired of your current penis size? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and if you're anything like me, there's virtually no limit to the amount of Cinerama you'd like to listen to if you could, and positively no limit to the amount of penis you could be packing if you could either. Well, you're in luck, because not only is Cinerama returned bigger and better than ever, but so will your penis. In fact, men and women will see a 2-4 to inch increase in their penis size just after five episodes guaranteed that's right folks cinerama is back it's leaner it's meaner it's more focused it's more coherent and it will give you more girth cinerama is guaranteed to make your life better and if you don't believe reverend scott then fuck you cinerama is available on itunes or cinerama.podomatic.com Thing? Yeah. Um, all right. You want to get to the disgusting, stupid, fucking bullshit? Sure. All right.
You know, there's two things. We'll start with this. Um, Kevin and Elizabeth Schatz killed daughter with religious whips for mispronouncing words. Oh, my God. These two fucking... This is from February of 2010. But you see why it's a little more recent late, uh, after this. Three years ago, Kevin Schatz and his wife Elizabeth did something so noble that local television station featured them. The pair decided to adopt three children from Liberia. Now they're accused of killing one of their children because she mispronounced a word. Well, which word? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Prosecutors say that the California couple used quarter-inch plastic tubing to beat their seven-year-old adopted daughter to death. Let that sit there for a second. Apparently, they got the idea from a fundamentalist Christian group which promotes this as a way of training children to be obedient. Butte County District Attorney Mike Ramsey said for several hours, the seven-year-old was held down by Elizabeth and beaten dozens of times by Kevin on the back of her body, which caused massive tissue damage. It was torture, said Ramsey. Another, not, not like in a, in a, you know, oh, it's torture, sit through a Twilight movie. No, like they tortured this girl for hours. Legitimate, honest to God. It's fucked up. Another 11-year-old adopted child was allegedly critically beaten for being a liar and a bad influence on the 7-year-old. The district attorney points to a book written by a... Want to guess what state? I'm going to guess Tennessee. Good job, because you saw it, right? I can read. Yeah. It was either that or Florida. Evangelist or Texas. Florida doesn't begin with a T. Duh. Well, no, but if you weren't looking, <laughs> named Michael Pearl, who the shots have told police they were following. Paul's website, nogreaterjoy.org, suggests, quote, a swift whack with the plastic tubing would sting but not bruise. Give 10 licks at a time more if the child resists. This is not a good old-fashioned spanking. It certainly is way beyond that, said Ramsey. The alleged beating happened on a piece of property in Paradise, California, Wow, how fucking ironic is that? Where the three adopted children and the Schatz's biological children were homeschooled. Paradise is 90 miles north of Sacramento. The family rarely left, and they even grew their own food there. If convicted, Kevin and Elizabeth Schatz face life in prison, anal rape, and eventually death. I added that last part. The death? And the rape. Man, that's like having like like a bondage party and having the safe word is more. <laughs> All right. Well, what the fuck is wrong with people? Anderson Cooper talked to these people recently. So uh, let's listen to these redneck morons that are just out of the hills, have eyes. Punishment tonight, part two of a 360 investigation of a parenting book that's controversial to say the least. The book that says God wants parents to spank their children and that the spanking should be hard enough to cause physical pain. The book was found in the home of parents who, in California who were convicted of beating their seven-year-old daughter to death. The couple who wrote the book say they're in no way to blame. Gary Tuckman investigates. Michael Pearl is a competitive knife and tomahawk thrower. Of course he is. He never misses the target. But it's just a hobby. His life's work is preaching. He targets 
what some might call extreme discipline of children. I've never met any well-trained, emotionally secure, happy, creative children that weren't spanked. Pearl is a minister of the gospel. Dude needs to get out more. He and his wife are best-selling authors who have written many religiously-themed books. This is the Russian good and evil. But their most popular and most controversial is a book called To Train Up a Child, in which they write about the need to inflict physical pain. No, I don't use the term hitting. Wait, what's the word? Spanking. And is there a difference? (laughs) Absolutely. A hand is hitting. A little switch is spanking. Uh, A wooden spoon. No, it's a salt. Rubber spatula. That's spanking. In the book, the pearls who live in rural Tennessee declare the rod is a gift from God. Use it as the hand of God to train your children. They say any spanking to effectively reinforce instruction pause that for a must second? cause pain. This couple uh, in the- okay. I'm sorry, the line, the rod is a gift from God. I think that's a line from like porn. Doesn't that, doesn't that go back to what we were just talking about before the break? What? I really don't remember. The priests? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get back to this bullshit. Pearls. Kevin and Elizabeth Schatz, parents of nine children, read their book. As a matter of fact, the book was found in their house and put in an evidence bag after the California couple pummeled one of their daughters for hours. Seven-year-old Lydia Schatz, who had been adopted from Liberia, died after suffering horrific injuries all over her body. It's different when you see her face, isn't Mike it? Ramsey is the district attorney in Butte County, California. What we're talking about was, and as we charged, torture. Uh, torture over hours. This past spring, the Schatzes pleaded guilty to the killing of their daughter Lydia and seriously injuring her older sister, Zariah. These are photos of some of the sister's wounds, the marks left by the rods, many of the images too gruesome to show. The Schatzes said they also regularly beat their other children. We're covering the faces of the survivors to protect their privacy. No, the book was there. It was underlined, underscored, and very... very There's no question in your mind that this book by the Pearls influenced the Schatzes to beat, brutalize, and terrorize their children? None at all. No question? No question. But the Pearls feel differently, saying their book rejects parents losing control and acting out of anger. It doesn't matter. Absolutely not. How scared were you that there would be blame pointed at you? I don't think we were scared at all. There has never been a suggestion by anyone that someone's lost control because of what they read in our book. I'll, I'll be the first. clearly disagrees and puts blame on the person. Oh, for the he was the first. <laughs> but he acknowledges that's about as far as he can go. Was there ever any consideration at exploring legal charges against the pearls? <sighs> not really because they have a First Amendment right to say awful things. The Pearls say they feel badly for the girl who died, but are unapologetic. They're not shy about using props and humor. I'm going to spank the CNN man. To show how they believe God wants parents to spank. Rubbing the spaghetti all over your head. You shouldn't have done that at seven years of age. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But Matt hurts, and I'm I'm a fifty. I'd like to I'd like to use my car as a switch and hit him with it ten times. Can I do that? There's no way, but you would hit a you would hit a, a five year old like that. Yeah, sure. The pearls say you can never be too young for some physical. Ready for this? For example, when a baby bites during breastfeeding. I would gently pull their hair, very gently, but it's enough to make them let go. 
the spankings with various objects, say the pearls, are actually done out of love. Bullshit. The appear to be staying prolific with their writings and preachings. They say they are now simultaneously writing four new books. There is no indication that any controversy slows them down. And why should it say the pearls? They say it worked for their children, and most importantly, this is what God wants. We don't punish our children, but we sometimes need to get their attention. The eight surviving shots children are now all in foster homes. They and their sister Lydia certainly got our attention. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Um, uh, go ahead. The guy and the 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 the, the pearls mm. definitely fucked up. Oh yeah. Okay. They are oh, yeah. definitely like fucked up. People under the stairs fucked up. Most definitely. Okay. The people who beat their daughter to death definitely fucked up. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. I can't. I want to blame the pearls, like em, like viscerally, emotionally. Yeah. I want to blame the pearls. Yeah. Okay. I don't. But, think, I don't think. But that, it, but like it, like like intellectually though, it's not. It's not. It's not their quote unquote fault. Devil's advocate though. Yeah. They wrote a book on how to beat a child. Yes, they did. So that is illegal. Yes. Well, no. So I don't think that's covered under I First think, Amendment. No free but, speech. But I think that I th- and again I haven't seen the book. All right. I, w- I can probably I, get a copy. I think that they um they wrote a book. I mean. Certainly, I don't agree with their philosophy about disciplining children. You're being awful okay. polite. No, 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 no. But I'm no. I'm, but I, no, I'm, okay. I'm choosing my words carefully. All right, all right. I'm choosing my words carefully because I want to be precise. Okay, okay. Um, they wrote a book about um, about disciplining children. An instructional okay? book. An instructional book about how to discipline yeah. children. Now. And again, I don't agree with their philosophy. Mm. What what's no reasonable no reasonable person would. exactly? Okay, yeah. Um, if that and the intention, uh-huh. their intention, yeah, their you have to, uh, the, their intention was to say, you know what, this is how you can discipline a child. You know, God, blah blah blah. This is how. All right. There's nothing that I get from their description of their book or from what they were saying that um, says, I mean, there's a difference between hitting your child to discipline your child and beating someone to injure or kill them, okay? I definitely think that um, the the, the couple in question, I think that the couple in question... um, Fucked up beyond belief. Ooh, lots of comments. Oh, yeah. No, I'm looking for one specific one since you want specific things from the book. Yeah, no, that would, that would, that would be cool. But then again, taking excerpts out are also out of context. So I'm just, again, that is, that is true. But they reference pages here. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, the pearls recommend whipping infants only a few months. Oh, I should, I should go back and give credit here. This is, uh, R. Craig on Amazon. Okay. Um, from 2009. Uh, the Pearls recommend whipping infants only a few months old on their bare skin. They describe whipping their own four-month-old daughter on page nine. They recommend whipping the bare skin of every child, page two, for Christians and non-Christians, page five, 
And for every transgression, page one, parents who don't whip their babies into complete submission are portrayed as indifferent, lazy, careless, and neglectful, page 19, and are creating a Nazi, page 45. <laughs> okay, you see where we're going with this. Yeah. Uh, point number two on page 60, they recommend whipping babies who cannot sleep and are crying because hitting a crying baby right. will That'll stop it from up. crying. You have to hit it really hard, though. Oh, yeah. And to never allow them to get up on page 61, they recommend whipping a 12-month-old girl for crying. On page 79, they recommend whipping a 7-month-old for screaming. But let me, let me just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right here. Yeah. My distinction is this is all about creating a situation where you're beating the children into submit. You're, 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 you're getting the children but, No, down. you were right. No, no, no. It's beating into them into submission. Sub, into submission. Yeah. Okay. But not with the in, but not with the intent of. But you can't. You can't. Oh, I'm not saying that this doesn't, you know, physically hurt or emotionally all, fuck them up. No, let me okay? say anybody that's going to follow this advice should not be near children. Oh no, no, no. Most of this is like fucked so up in eleven you, different you ways. You can't say, okay? oh, you know what? Yeah, okay. It's yeah, emo girl because you lost your boyfriend just dumped you. You can cut yourself. You cut yourself. It's all right. Just go. Oh, oh, you killed yourself. What the fuck? I didn't say kill yourself. Let's let's get a little read a little bit more of this. I know that might have been, but we'll see. Whipping uh, babies on page sixty-five. Co-author Debbie Pearl whips the bare leg of a fifth fifteen-month-old. She is babysitting ten separate times for not playing with something she tells him to play with. On page fifty-six, Debbie Pearl hits two-year-old so hard. Quote. A karate chop like wheeze came from somewhere deep inside. So basically, she knocked the breath out of the kid. On page 44, they say not to let the child's crying while being hit to, quote, cause you to lighten up on the intensity or duration of the spanking. On page 59, they recommend whipping a three-year-old until he is, quote, totally broken. That's what you will get, a totally broken child. On page 55, the pearls say a mother should hit her child if he cries for her. That's fucked up. On page 46, the pearls say that if a child does obey before being whipped, whip them anyway. And, quote, if you have to sit on him to spank him, then do not hesitate and hold him there until he is surrendered. Prove that you are bigger, tougher, defeat him totally right so it's all about it's all about total domination and their submission you know you know what this is you know what this sets up this sets up a double homicide later on in life when the child figures out that he can michael myers his parents i was gonna say menendez brothers them but that's well yeah on page 80 i think it'd be really interesting to talk to the pearls kids (sighs) notice there that they didn't even mention names um on page 80, they recommend giving a child having a tantrum a swift, forceful spanking. On the same page, they say to whip small children on their bare skin until they stop screaming. Don't be bullied. Give him more of the same. They say to continue whipping until their crying turns into a wounded, submissive whimper. On page 47, they recommend their various whips, including belt or larger tree branch to hit children not that much left and then we'll move on to something hopefully funny the pearls recommend pulling a nursing infant's hair page seven and describe tripping their non-swimming toddler 
So she falls into deep water. See, that's just being a dick. Page 67. They recommend ignoring an infant's bumped head when he falls on the floor and ignoring skinned knees. Uh, I would be on board for the skinned knees, depending on how bad they are. Right. They also say, if your child is roughed up by peers, rejoice. It's page 81. And on page 103, the pearls say, if children lose their shoes, let them go without until they can make the money to buy more. The pearls claim their training methods are godly, yet they have no religious training or credentials. They never mention Jesus' injunctions to forgive 70, uh, 70 times 7 and be merciful, and they decry the extraordinary ignorance of modern psychology. The Pearl's methods have resulted in parents being investigated by Child Protective Services, children being taken away from parents in restraining order against the father, and even a babysitter going to jail on felony charges. So I think what they have done is write a book about torturing children. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. I think charges can be brought up against them. I mean, who could read that and take it seriously? Oh, well, let's find out. Is there, is there anybody there who... Is there, are there 372 any? five-star reviews. Okay, let's, let's read what they say. Might makes right. Probably... The, uh, oh. <laughs> Shit. That's, it's not a good one to start with because it what doesn't... It say? Probably the best guide I've seen for creating either A, a lifelong bully, or B, someone who's afraid of their own shadow, or C, someone who's good at not getting caught. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Old-fashioned thinking for today's twisted culture. Five stars. I've noticed that people tend to get really extreme in their complaints or praise of this book and the pearls in general. I recently finished this book, and I'll try to share my perspective, blah, 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 blah. Let's see. No, no, I'm curious. Well, I didn't want to do that. Oh, oh, I'm going to read. I'm going to tell you about it now. Don't tell me. Just fucking say it. Issue number one, are the pearls faithful to the Bible? I don't think that matters. Issue two, do the pearls have anything useful to teach? Uh, the pearls trained their own children using tried and true methods of generations past before timeouts with a norm for disciplining children. I must say, to be fair to the pearls, they never advocate beating children. I don't know. I really don't know. They write to the contrary. This is just defensive shit. It's defending them. Please read the book before you bash it is another one. I would agree with that. Fine. I'll I'll get the book. And I will read it. And we'll see how far into it I get. You know what? I could probably get the book while we're... I'm doing this now. (laughs) Book helped our kids turn out for the better. How can you prove that? Book changed our lives for the good. You know what? They're fucking bullies, and they will get what's coming to them. (laughs) Won't they? (sighs) But kids are getting killed and irreparably damaged from this. Well, those fuckers will go to jail. The parents. Yes. And it's going to take somebody that has the balls to actually put this thing on trial and put First Amendment rights on trial. And we'll see what happens. Slippery slope. Because you, you know, know, you know. The what, thing is, though, you won't. You, you, you the, know, the girls won't. They won't get convicted. No, somebody's just going to drive by and shoot the fucker in the head. Probably. Before you <laughs> dot. Uh, dash act.org seeking acceptance for minor attracted persons and pedophiles what's this like? 
Some sort of classified ad? <laughs> no. Before you act is a Maryland-based group of mental health professionals, psychiatrists, and pedophiles. Oh, I get it. Before you act. Yeah. <laughs> Who want to it. normalize pedophilia. Start it from the beginning? Sure. What a fucking week, huh? Let me just, let me just say, what a fucking week. And the, we're doing pretty well on time. <laughs> that's the one plus. I know. But, it, you know, it, I was, I was kind of looking at like every 30. Yeah. Do you want to hold off on this and take a break? No, because we got one break. We'll come back and then we'll do voicemail. Okay. So. Um, I got some stuff to read too. Yeah. The modern age has been hailed as post-gender and post-racial, meaning that we've grown as a society beyond petty discrimination against people on the basis of race or gender identity, and such discrimination is met with the entire wrath of our legal and social institutions can muster. Hey, you know what I noticed? I might not get every word in the sentence, but my my enunciation has gotten a lot better, hasn't it? I'm very happy. I am too. And now I'm going to read this sentence. If if some people have their way, this modern age will soon be post-pedophilia and playgrounds will be empty. Before you act... It's all the kids will be off fucking. No. Well, getting. Not doing it. Is a Maryland-based group of mental health professionals, psychiatrists, pedophiles, and fucking dickheads who want to normalize pedophilia. Instead of pejoratively calling them pedophiles, fiends, deviants, freaks, perverts, degenerates, predators, or pedophiles, or fucking assholes they would prefer that society refer to them by the sensitive and socially accepting term minor attracted persons okay the group is this on the onion no (laughs) it really isn't that's uh, terrifying yeah communities.washingtontimes.com the group's latest symposium pedophilia Minor Attracted Persons in the DSM, Issues and Controversies, was held August 17th, 2011 in Baltimore, Maryland. That was yesterday. The point of this, and and you wouldn't believe how quickly people jumped all over this. The point of this symposium is to promote tolerance and normalization. The group hopes it will lead to eventual acceptance of their peculiar desires and behaviors. It opposes treatment to change feelings of attraction to children, arguing that No one chooses to be emotionally and sexually attracted to children or adolescents. The cause is unknown. In fact, the development of attraction to adults is not understood. You're just just waiting for the end to go off, right? I'm just listening. Howard Klein, the science, that should be in quotes, director at Before You Act, Said of the existing definition, it is based on data from prison studies, which completely ignore the existence of those who are law-abiding. If you're fucking kids, you're not law-abiding. Adding, the diagnostic and statistical of mental disorders, oh, that's DSM. Yeah. Diagnostic and, okay. Should meet a higher standard than that we can help them because we are the people they are writing about. We? What kind of science? That's what it says there. Uh, People in the child protection field are intolerantly alarmed. They're concerned that the the deletion of pedophilia from the DSM will result in the decriminalization of pedophilia behaviors and force the repeal of criminal laws punishing pedophiles and protecting children. There's a video. There is, there is. 
But let me um let me just read this part here. Before you act is described as a 501c3 organization that promotes dialogue between mental health professionals and people with sexual attraction to children or adolescents. Before you act is a unique collaborative effort between minor attracted people and mental health professionals to promote communication and understanding between the two groups. Freaks, fiends, degenerates, perverts, deviants, and predators have their own 5013C that collaborates with the shrinks. The patients are helping run the asylum. The goal of Before You Act is to demand, convince, cajole, and do whatever it takes to get the APA to revise the definition of pedophilia in the DSM. They are appalled that the current definition of minor attracted persons is inaccurate and misleading. The DSM connects pedophilia with criminality, which is rights of the minor be damned insensitive. The APA is not taking Before You Act seriously on this point. Even psychiatrists are not that crazy. But it is worth being informed and afraid of this group. How much much further is it? This is a lot. Quite a bit, yeah. Uh, Not that much, actually. What concerns Before You Act is the criminal stigma of pedophilia on law-abiding, minor-attracted persons. The whole objective of this conference is to develop strategies in conditioned society into accepting pedophiles. The first thing they do is get the public to divest from thinking of what the offender does criminally to thinking of the offender's emotional state, to think of him as thinking of his emotional state and to emphasize and sympathize, says child advocate Dr. Judith Reisman. You don't change the nation in one fell swoop. You have to change it by conditioning. The aim is to get them pedophiles out of prison excuse me while i go hide the kid in the bunker that's what it says there dr richard kramer before you act director of operations wrote what purpose does calling someone a pervert or predator serve anyway other than to express contempt and hatred this has to be a fucking joke it really it really i'm waiting like i'm waiting for the hook you know the thing it just says oh we're just fucking (laughs) fucking with you yeah we're just fucking with you these knuckleheads are staying in jail yeah how is this productive it certainly doesn't protect children i would urge all so sex offender activists there's sex offender activists to listen to their own message stop bullying into and promoting false stereotypes stop demonizing a whole class of people and start learning the facts come on man they call us nazis and it's and it just makes us feel bad (laughs) Jacob Breslow, a graduate student in gender research at the London School of Economics, admits to being excited over the potential of exploiting the removal of pedophilia from the next edition of the DSM. In his abstract sexual alignment, critiquing sexual orientation, the pedophile and the DSM V, Breslow writes, allowing for a form of non-diagnosable minor attraction is exciting as it creates a sexual or political identity by which activists, scholars, and clinicians can better understand minor attracted persons. And I'm trying to, and it'll get my babysitting service really moving. (laughs) Where do we draw the line on hating the sin but not the sinner? When does tolerance lapse into parody? Well, about four paragraphs ago. When does self-accountability become more important than deviant urges? There are some acts in this world, rape, torture, murder, and yes, pedophilia, that are hateful and the urges to commit them are contemptible. It was once said a long time ago that colonists should incorporate the words fiend, pervert, degenerate, etc. as many times as they can get away with. 
this is an unfortunate opportunity to obey that rule. Have at it. I, I, I'm still pretty sure it's a joke. It's from the Washington Times. I know. That's fucked up. It's under politics. It's, it's not a joke. Up. No, I know it's not a joke. It's, you know what it is? It's sort of over-intellectualizing something when it's just you like, know what it, look, it, dude, you know what? It's over in a lot. It's whatever you said it was, uh, political correctness. Well, it's just like, you know what? Step out of the tweed jacket for a second and think about, I don't know. You know what, though? I your think daughter, your niece, your cousin, whatever. Maybe, I think that's the problem because I think the people that would stand up for these people have those urges as well. No right-minded person would say, oh, you like to fuck little boys? Here, put this black robe on and tell everybody yeah. to be good. Yeah. Oh, wait. They do. Shit. I love how That's stuff just started. comes around and goes around. And That's what the pedophiles say. It's a very circular show this week. <laughs> Fucking, I figured your head was going to explode when we read that one. All right. I think I'm done with all these. Hey, did you see what Verizon is doing? There's a strike, a Verizon strike. Yeah. Because they're cutting their uh, their worker benefits. Yeah. Uh, CEO got an $18 million compensation check. Yeah, that's never cool. No, that's just fucking idiotic. But what pisses me off is that I need Verizon to come to my house and do shit, and this is just getting in my way. <laughs> oh. Sorry, man. I'm just sort of a selfish douche like that. Hey, if you need something done. Right? Exactly. I don't know. I mean, there have to be people... Is the whole company on strike? Should I bother paying my bill? I think it's just the um, line, like workers and stuff. Uh, hmm. It's too bad. It's too bad people in co- in companies can't figure out that the people they need to take care of are the people that make them the money. You know? It's called socialism. <laughs> Is it? Fucking communist. <laughs> What? I don't know. How come I'm clicking on save and it's not saving? There it is. All right. I just needed to get this one email and voicemail and drop it in there. Okay. So let me just double check all the computers here. (laughs) Uh, Who's that? Tom Coburn. Um, There was a bridal store. And there's a couple of reasons why I have this up here. Um, She's going to get married in New York. She... um, is going to get a, a license from New Jersey, and she's going to have the um, the reception, the the big ceremony reception thing, yeah. in Bluebell, and I have family in Bluebell, Pennsylvania, so that kind of just caught my attention. Um, but they basically told her, uh, "No, I'm not selling you a wedding dress because she's a lesbian." Yes. <laughs> is she a hot lesbian that's her picture there does it matter no so <laughs> um of course it doesn't matter i mean it matters for me well um they can't do that and you know what even suggesting that they would do that it's just like you know what i wish that someone would offend me and take a like sort of yeah. shit on my rights like that yeah i wish someone would because then i could sue the motherfuckers mm. Um, let me skip down here. Um, let's see. 
Last no JJ uh, licking bitches buying Justin in in my shop. The fuck out. What did she drive to Kentucky? I, I don't know where that came from at all. I have no idea. Last Saturday's trip to here comes, and this article was written weird. It's not written in like the the third person. English. It's written in like almost like second person, which is kind of weird. All right. Um. Let's see. Last Saturday's trip to Here Comes the Bride was a typically fun outing. Your mom, see, let me let me just read it. Let me well, let me. I, it's fucked up. This article is written so stupidly. Can I? Can I? It's like she's recounting the story to the person that told her the story. Okay, which is fucking idiotic. <laughs> no, isn't it? Yeah. I mean. This is this is the th- the third paragraph. Um, that's actually how she referred to your wedding. Yeah, to your longtime partner. It's like yeah. Okay, so excuse the idiocy of this because you sh- it should have been just written straight out right. third person. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna change this as I read it Go ahead. because it pisses me off. Last Saturday's trip to Here Comes the Bride was a typically fun outing. Her mom packed little gift bags of muffins and other munchies, and a neighbor contributed a bottle of champagne. Donna, the store manager, asked her not to eat it in the salon. Okay, the dresses are white. We don't want stains, she told her. So you save the party for afterward. But then she had reason to pop the cork. She found the dress she wanted, but wondered if the manufacturer could use more lightweight fabric in the version you'd wear next summer. Oh, sorry, she'd wear next summer. Uh, Donna promised to investigate, and she left the store delighted. So how weird was it to get a, when she got a call on Tuesday from Donna? Um, she wouldn't tell you, She wouldn't tell her her last name, and she wouldn't tell the, the person that wrote this either. Um, and to have a conversation so different from the one she had had with her on Saturday. Apparently Donna was stunned to learn after reviewing her customer information sheet that she was a lesbian. <gasps> dun dun. I've heard about them. <sighs> On the paperwork, she'd crossed out the word groom and written partner instead and then inserted her fiance's name. She said she wouldn't work with me because I'm gay, she said. She also said that I came from a nice Jewish family then and it was a shame I was gay. There's right and there's wrong. And this is wrong. Oh my god. I would hear Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. All yeah, but you know, after you headbutt her into unconsciousness, kind of no, evens out, serious. doesn't it? I would be like calm as a fucking cucumber, and I'd be like, yeah. okay, I'm going to call my nice Jewish cousin lawyer. <laughs> Which one? You Take your pick. fucking cunt. She also, she also said, and she has the voicemail to prove it, that what you were planning, that what she was planning was illegal. And that we do not participate in any legal act, oh illegal my God. actions. What if she wanted to rob a bank in that dress? Would she still sell the dress? <laughs> Only if she's straight. Oh my God. And then fuck a man afterwards. I was I was devastated. She said I was crying. I called her a bigot. I told her I'm a happy person and you're a miserable person. Then she hung up on me. Oh my God! <laughs> Call a lawyer. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'm not one for like just crazy litigiousness and stuff like that, but I'm sorry. It's yeah, no, time. this is open and shut. You if know this what? is true, you're getting paid. Yeah, um, she admitted to using some choice words when she called her back, but trust me, 
whatever you said was probably poetry compared with what I believe most decent people would have spewed at her. Well, that's true. Um, you know what's strange? When I called Donna yesterday to get her side of the story, she both confirmed your version of events and accused you of stirring up drama. Her, the the girl there. Um, the bride? Yes. Uh, she said that her writing the word partner was basically a provocation, evidence of a need to show that she's different. Hey, here's an idea. You don't want gay people to be different? Don't fucking treat them different. Exactly. <gasps> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to take another hit off the inhaler because I'm so shocked. Fucking crazy. I just don't understand why, you, if you're running a business, okay, why you would do that. And well, you know what? It gets, it's, it gets better. It gets better? What did this idiot do next? By they, this is Donna. She meant women who were fed up with men <laughs> because men can be difficult. That's in quotes. And so now they, quote, experiment with female relationships because they're tired of having men boss them around. This is what she said about the lesbian chick? Yeah. No, she didn't. Oh, yes, she did. Snap three times in a Z formation. What? She told her about a friend whose wife left him for another woman and about a younger family member who was molested by a same-sex adult male. Probably a priest. And about a gay man who once plunged a knife into a chair in the restaurant where she worked. What? And she finally lost Maybe me Maybe it was here. a homophobic chair. <laughs> and she finally lost me here. Something about a Navy SEAL. <laughs> wow. Do SEALs come in that color? No, mostly white. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the mechanic meant when he says, I blew a SEAL. Oh, uh, nope, just ice cream. Ba-dum-bum. So. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to the story. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. I almost, you know what? I almost want to call... <laughs> that bridal place and say hey you know what my fiance and i just read um an article about your store and they said you had great dresses and i uh, heard that um how you treated that other girl and well we won't we're gonna come down this weekend and uh check you guys out bring the bridesmaids and all that so uh but not anymore so you're losing money you know what you could do that on yelp yeah. You could destroy the business on Yelp. Yeah, just for whatever just, good that is. Just um Yeah. You know what though, if you pay enough money to Yelp. That's they'll, true. Do you really us. think a, a bridal store would, would pay the money? I think they would. Stuff like that lives and fucking dies on word of mouth. Like yeah. my did I tell you about yeah. my Sears thing? Sears, my wife in a pinch. All right, I'll tell the story quick. Okay. Um in a pinch, like a belt came off the car. Closest place she was was a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, she called our mechanic and he said, Look, just where are you? Okay, bring it to Sears Auto Care at the North Shore Mall in Peabody, Massachusetts, because they suck. Um, but he said, Bring it there. They'll put the belt on. Just take a few minutes and then I'll take a look at it to make sure nothing else is, you know, messed up. Yeah. So she brings it in there. She's got all the kids, right? It's a right. rainy day. Yeah. Right? She brings in the kids. They won't tell her how long it's going to take, they won't tell her what it's going to cost. Okay, they keep saying, no, 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 we got to do this, that, and the other thing. She's just like, look, I just need you to put the belt back on, my mechanic, blah, blah, blah. So they take all this time and they say, look, the extra time we took and the extra money that we charged you was because we checked the whole, you know, fucking belt pulley system there um, before you left. All right? So they said they checked that whole thing out. That's why they charged more than they should have, okay, for such a job. Okay? Right, right. And then um, 
they uh they said well, you know we we checked y'all out and all that all right eight days later all right i'm with it's me julie my one two three four kids you yeah. know if nothing else i'm fertile um not anymore and one of the kids friends okay, okay. we're on the car the other day monday raining like a motherfucker okay i go through another little puddle right for some reason the puddles don't like the belt takes the belt off fuck so i'm near, near liberty tree mall right right so I pull into that firestone dude goes look a i wouldn't be able to do anything for you for like three hours now it's like three it's like three o'clock in the afternoon okay now, right? all right well he's and, honest straight but he up looks honest. at it we told him the story with sears he says and quite honestly you know what sears should fix this this is well, this is sears's sears's fuck up so we triple a it over to sears and they're just um they were just absolute douchebags about the whole thing. Yeah. Absolute assholes yeah. about the whole thing. For one thing, they treated my wife like shit the week before, right? right? When my wife called back, talked to the manager, talked to her like she was a fucking idiot. Of course. Okay. Um, so then I get there and I'm just like, you're gonna you're gonna fix this and you're gonna fix it. You know? And the <laughs> oh, guy, and another thing. You're gonna, you're gonna fix, fix it, it, motherfucker. Like like right? uh what's his name? Keenan on Saturday Night Live. Fix, fix it. it. <laughs> so um, so the guy says, oh, the compressor or something is down. I can't take a lot. I can't even look at it until tomorrow. I'm just like, well, by now it's just me and, you know, Olivia and a friend of hers. Okay. Luckily, another friend of ours happened to be at the mall and picked up the rest. Oh, of that is good. Home. Yeah. So, um, cause you know, we have the baby and the other kids. Right. Right. So. We're there. I'm just like, well, I'm not walking home. They're like, well, I'll get you to the Avis guy. You know, there's like an Avis. There's a rental place right there. I'm like, that you're going to pay for. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to pay for it. We're going to pay for it. I'm like, yeah. So I get to the Avis guy and um, he goes, oh, all right. You know, Sears is going to pay for it. That's fine. He says, but I need a credit card because I got to put $100, a $100 hold on it. Right. In case you don't return the car. I said, you, so you mean I can buy the 2011 Jetta that you're going to give me for $100? <laughs> fuck, fuck the van, right? The guy's just like, no, ha, ha, I said, no, nah, I'm serious. You may not see me again. He says, well, he won't see me. You know, you wouldn't see me again. You see, I lost prevention people. I'm just like, ha, ha, why aren't you putting that $100 on their card? Sears is paying for it. He goes, no, nah, I, I, I can't do that. I can put it on your card. I'm just like, why don't you put it on their card? And the guy looks at me. He goes, and he just, it was like the end of the day. He was just yeah. so defeated. And he goes like, look, man, I know you got a beef with Sears. I'm just trying to do my fucking job. Did he right? say that? Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? Well, that's fine. What, right. You know, and I was like, all right, you know what? I was pissed at Sears. Because it kind of deflates fine. it. It's it like, oh, yeah, just I'm like, not mad at you. You know, I'm not mad at you, man. Sears gotta, brought you into this you know, argument. probably didn't drop an F-bomb because I don't want to get the dude in trouble. But he's just like, just the look on his yeah. face is like. Come on. No. So get the rental, go home. I get the call the next day. And the guy's just like, oh, we looked at it. It's going to cost you 160 bucks. I'm Fuck like, you. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm just like, you know, I just woke up. Um, I'm going to call you back. So, you know, the kids are up having breakfast and stuff. I get a chance to call them back and I get the manager woman, right? Yeah. And my tone was, Fuck you. Good. So Good. she's just like, well, we told your wife on the day that if it happened again, it most likely needed attention, something or other. And I was just like, Julie? And she's just like, fuck her. <laughs> she's just like, she did not say that. She said that there was a lot of rust underneath the car, but the car's, you know, 1999. So, right. yeah, uh, we know. But the, all so, that all that extra time, I, I said, I said, all that extra time you spent checking it, 
okay, charging us for checking it was supposed to let us know if this was going to happen again. What were you people doing under there? You know, Nothing. for almost an hour. Nothing. They were exactly. charging you an hour's worth exactly. of labor, right? She said, she said, fine. Well, the part and and you know the the, the parts would be like a hundred bucks. Great. So you're going to eat I, that I, too. I, I said no because if I need the part, I need the part. I would have needed the part a week ago. I'll pay for the fucking part. All right. Nope. Because if I needed the part, I needed the part. This then is they, they should have told you. They should have done it a week the first ago. Place. They should have yeah. done it a week ago. Yeah. All right. They should have done it a week prior. I said I'll pay for the part, but that's all I'm paying for. Yeah, you know, it's just fine. So you pay for the parts, right? So, so go, you you paid the part and what they added on top of it. So I go I go back in there, right? And um and I got to tell you, I feel bad for this dude. He was just starting his work day. For one thing, he looked wicked unprofessional because I saw the dude the day before, right? I've driven past there to get to to other jobs before, and nothing in that whole building looks professional. I'll tell you a story real quick but after they they. So the guy comes, you know, the 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 guy comes out, right? And now I saw the the dude before, the one who kind of like works kind of the front. He's supposed to be a little bit more customer service oriented. Yeah. Should look it. Your fucking collar shouldn't be up. Your button shouldn't be down like, you know, the guy who works for Surge in Beverly Hills Cop. Okay? Because <laughs> it's just a sexy scrub like a dog. Yeah. So fucking douchebag. He's just like, oh, hey. And the fucking manager lady walked right by me. And you know she knew who I was. Of course. Okay? Because I made a stink when I was in there the day before. So <laughs> the guy's just like, you know, and, you know. Too fucking bad for you, man. They sent you to me. They, right? he's, he say, they sacrificed they him. They sacrificed him. He was yeah. the fucking red shirt in Star Trek. <laughs> so they send this dude out. He looks like a fucking moron, like he just got out of the locker room. And he's just like, you know, he goes to the thing. I pay my money. And he goes, oh, you know, right here, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a survey, if you, you know, like a little report card for us. He goes, if you do this, you can, you know, you have a chance to win. I go, you know what? I don't even care what I have a chance to win. I'm going to do that. The minute I get home, I might even do it on my phone while I'm driving home because you people suck. <laughs> and he's looking at me like, dude, what the fuck did I do? No, you know what, though? He's probably like, yeah, yeah, I know. So, so I walk out, car's fine, whatever. And I return the Avis car and, and all that. But I would, I would think that if nothing else, if nothing else, because my wife was on the phone, like after the initial visit mm. with them, she was on the phone for th- like three days in a row. Bitching out the next manager, the next manager, the next manager person. Oh, oh, this one is going to call you back. She didn't get a call. Then this shit happens. I'm sorry. By, you know, I walk in now. If for no other reason mm. than to get us out of their lives, yeah. someone should have been available to suck my dick the minute I walked in that door. Yeah. You, know, okay? you know what? And I w- there wasn't. There was no dick sucking. All right. You know, you know what I would have done? I would have ha- gone and had it fixed someplace else. And then I would have invoiced. I was Sears almost. For I it. was pissed that I had AAA because I wanted to charge them for the yeah. tow because they said, "Oh, we'll pay for the tow." I'm just like, I, I wanted to tell the tow truck driver, you know what? Drive around and get over that three mile limit until <laughs> I have to pay, just so those fuckers have to pay. Yeah, can you drive me home so I can get my wallet? Yeah, exactly. So, um, what? A but fucking... but but the thing is, I mean, just on a purely like, even if the woman believed that she was right, believed that we were yeah. wrong, she should have come out and said. Hey, look, I'm sorry there was a misunderstanding, yeah. you know? But you know what? Fuck them. Yeah. Okay? I will I will fucking bleed to death before I go into that <laughs> Sears Auto place and ask them for help again. Fuck them. Don't go in there, folks. Fuck them. Because you know what it is? Like local mechanics, we all have local mechanics, yeah. right? Little mom and I pop have a shops, really everybody, good right? Those places live and die on word of mouth. Yes. And if something like this had happened, especially in my little town where there's 8,000 people, and I said, oh, this guy fucked up. Yeah. I mean, it would 
that fucking matters. I um I took the car in to get um the oil changed and have the headlights adjusted because when they fixed the car, the only thing these people did fucked up. The headlights were like pointing at the tops uh, yeah. of the fucking trees, right? So it, it costs like forty one dollars for the oil change and the eight fifty. $8.50 to adjust the headlights down. I don't know how to do that. I don't have the special, like, star tip fucking yeah. sneech screwdriver <laughs> to do it. But they did it, and they did it perfect. Yeah. Fast track, right up the street. They're, they're really good. But, like, Sears, though, I, they're one I, of these things where it's just like, you know what? We're going to just bill for the fucking hour labor shit. And I asked yeah. them, and I'm just like, you know what? You say you won't charge for the labor, but, but, but you're going to charge for the installation. I'm like, you're not going to do that either because, really, they're the same thing. Yeah, he's like, "What?" I'm like, "The labor installation. Oh, how was that different?" I'm like, "I'm just paying for parts." I I took the car before I took my Saturn before I knew any better, and I got new tires because I needed tires. Now the rims I had, rims whatever how fucking things I had on they have a centerpiece that's held on with four um, plastic yeah. bolts that fit into the real bolts, yeah. right? It's just a decorative thing to hide yeah. the ugly ones. They took on all four tires the pneumatic wrench to the plastic bolts. Oh, fuck them up completely. Scraped the shit out of the rims. Yeah. And I look at it, and I'm like, what? what is this? Oh, well, we had to get the tires off. That's the last time I was there. That I, that was ten years yeah, ago. You don't have to kill a squirrel with a Fuck hammer, motherfucker. Them. Anyway. Anyway. Where were we? Were we? Did we? Were we doing the last break now? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, we're gonna do a last break, and then we're gonna do mail. Okay. We had a lot of shit sent to us, but maybe we'll get to some more yeah. next week. All right. So, um, yeah, it's a different type of song. It's pretty. Smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. 
He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. His computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I think... Palaver. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Maybe we should get the hell out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys. You ready to record? (laughs) If you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living podcast at notlp.com. Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. And it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the the cutting edge of of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Mail Order Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. Famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Shosho at shosho.podomatic.com or search Shosho, all one word, in the iTunes store. Can't help but think so, of Ed Norton with why, the bass. Why? Um, why did you play this? I've been watching a lot of Modern Family. I guess so. And also the 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 phrase, uh, "You're not a fan, Dow." <laughs> that just pops to mind. So um, I got stuff to read here. Yeah, hold on, hold on one second, and we will get right to that. All right, yeah, that's all set. So knock yourself out. Okay, I'm glad you put your cock away. Hey, all right, you know the rules of the show. <laughs> It's hot out. <laughs> I don't want the safe word to be more anymore. I need innocence. All right. This is from Sorry, Mike from the UK. Purity. Yeah. 
Uh, subject, London and motorbikes. Hey, Chris and Frank, just want to chime in on your London riot discussion. Nice. Sorry for the language and pronunciation of English place names. Not sure why I had an issue with you butchering them last week. <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, you are correct about the shooting of Mark Duggan, pronounced Duggan, in um, Tottenham, pronounced Tottenham. Um, also, the story you... Sorry, I was raised in Worcester. <laughs> Also, the original uh, story you read was pretty accurate up to the causes part. Okay. The cause of these riots is she agreed, nothing else. Me and my brother, my brother and I. Hey, he's English. He can say me and my brother. No, we can't. It's, no, we can't. They created the language. No, they fucking didn't. The Greeks did. It's Latin. Anyway. Who did? The Greeks. Oh. The okay. Greeks created Latin. Anyway, me and my brother um, sat here listening to news reports of these fucking morons looting, setting fire to cars, or beating up shopkeepers purely because the opportunity is there. See, that's what I said. Just a bunch of assholes looking for a reason. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's no social issue behind this. It purely fucking retards who figure, hey, people are rioting in London. Let's riot here. Riots yeah. broke out all out. All, uh, all over after the first night, even in my home time of um, Gloucester, Gloucester, pronounced Gloucester. We Actually, have one of those. They, too. they say it. We, they say it the way yes, we say it. It's about an hour east of Worcester. <laughs> um, I went to see what the fuck was going on, and honestly, could not believe it. All in the comparison of Gloucester riot was nothing compared to London, Birmingham, Birmingham, or Manchester. Um, upon asking three people why they were here, I was told to fuck off by the first child, who I guess was around 14. His friend thought I was a police officer, so refused to answer. Uh -huh. And the last guy said, why not? You sure they weren't American? <laughs> anyway, I was then pulled aside by an officer and told it's just best to stay out of, out of it, which I did. No point arguing with a policeman or mm. a <laughs> Polish man. <laughs> um, and I got to <laughs> Spachemin. Um, and I got to the confirmation of what I suspected uh, which was that 90% will have no fucking clue as to why they're doing what they're doing. There were, I told you, they were all Steve, yeah. Steve Carell and Anchorman. I don't know why I'm yelling. Just walking around holding a grenade exactly. out in front of them. <laughs> they purely want to get some free TVs and phones. Mm -hmm. Hey, so do I. The police presence were a joke as they were massively outnumbered, but also due to their hands being tied by the stupid laws restricting them from using any type of force. Hell, it took two wow. days of rioting for our dipshit prime minister to allow the use of a water cannon. Really, a fucking water canning. Why isn't Somalia rioting? A water cannon would would sort out their drought problem in no time. Wow. Oh, That's like saying, hey, That's you know good. what? Overpopulation, starvation issues, eat the babies. Yeah, soil and green. Um, unless that water is laced with anthrax or cyanide, a water cannon uh, if, uh, effectively would have no deterrent on a night where it was already raining, so getting them wetter is clearly the solution. Hey, getting them wetter is always getting them wetter is always the solution, or at yeah. least the beginning of the solution. One word: douche badge. Oh, douchebag! <laughs> Thankfully, the riots have ceased, but the cost of three people's lives, which is heartbreaking, when you think this whole thing apparently started due to a lethal shooting by police. Yeah. Where were these police with the guns then? You know. Um, that happened around 120 miles from where the deaths occurred. Such a waste of life for those three. We don't know that. <laughs> we don't know who they were. 
could have been one of those kids that would have right. told somebody to fuck off. Exactly. But still, regardless, we're, we're and poking fun. And I hope the down but... as hard as them as Nick Clegg's raging hard cock on <laughs> David Cameron's asshole. Oh. Wow, that took a turn. Um, now on to a more positive But not note. a surprising one, Not though. at all. Um, I rode a motorbike. <laughs> nice. Good. We get two answers in this one. <laughs> but I like that. Heart of them as Nick Clegg's raging hard cock <laughs> and David Cameron's asshole. And now for something totally different. <laughs> I ride a motorbike. And our laws may vary compared to yours, but riding up the middle of a lane is technically illegal. If there's a car mm. on your right, remember, we're on the other side of the road here. But police turn a blind eye on, as they often do, as this is their... Um, as they do this on their police bikes. Oh. As for scooters uh, doing this, they must be out of their mind as scooters over here are usually restricted to 30 miles per hour or 65 miles. When I passed my bike test, I tried not to be one of those assholes who skips between traffic, but when you know you have the capability to avoid traffic rather than just sitting in it nine times out of ten, you're taking any action to avoid it. I ride a plastic bike, as you call it, though mine actually has little, very little plastic on it. <laughs> so does mine. And the reason why we do it over a Harley is simple. A Harley is essentially a semi-truck in comparison to a CBR uh, or a Ninja. True. It just doesn't have the acceleration to pull off a move like that without forcing the other cars to slow as it tries to pull in front of them. Hope this answered some of your questions. Mike from the UK. I'm sorry, the UK. I was just, I was just using the term plastic bike as... Um... Something just, about just, the credit card. Just a point of reference. I don't know what I was going for. I was probably tired at that point. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's play voicemail here. All right. you got one of those left. And uh, we have voicemail. So, uh, Actually, we'll do the one from Jamie that came in um, like a, a week or two ago. Okay. Right. I'm thinking of rioting. Hey there, Frank and Chris. This is Dangerous Jamie. I was just sitting in my garden uh, working on some of uh, my stuff for university. I listened to your podcast. And um, wearing a sleeveless shirt. So, fuck you, Frank. <laughs> I own, like, I don't know, eight what sleeveless fuck shirts. What did I like, say about I sleeveless shirts? myself in there. Some of my favorite shirts. So, yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> He's well, not going to like what I just said. Obviously, that much about <laughs> the politics side of the stuff that you talk about because I don't really have any basis for it in my life. But one thing I do friggin' know is uh, pay to play gigs. Um, Chris, you talked a little bit about how you were, um, you pay, you had to sell tickets, and then the person who sold the most tickets got to go on stage the best time or whatever, um, which is a, st- a completely ridiculous system. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that sounds like a pay-to-play system, like where you, you sell tickets, and then you only get paid based on what the tickets you sell. I know it's, it's, on paper, it sounds like a reasonable system, like the, right. the people who are bringing the most um, the people who are bringing the most sort of customers or viewers or whatever get the most money, but it's not it's not how um, music should work at all. I think. Right, I agree. I think that pay to play promoters are the laziest fucks <laughs> ever. That's true. Because um, I mean, they're called promoters. They're gig promoters. That's their friggin'. That's yeah. their job. That's what they get in it to to do. So if they're leaving all the promotion down to to you, uh, the musicians then it's just not right, it's not fair, it's not going to work for anyone. Because they're just not doing their job. And what's the point in a promoter who's not promoting anything? You can just cut out the middleman and put on gigs yourselves. Yeah. Um, Which I think we're doing in September. So yeah, that's oh. my that's my two penneth on, on pay-to-play gigs. Love the show, keep it up. 
Um, yeah. Well, thank you, and I'm sorry I missed that. I um I apparently have my Google Plus account attached to the show's email, no. and that just uh, it, the whole fucking thing's a disaster. And I can't go in and change the email. Apparently, yeah. What's the deal with Google Plus? Is that uh, is that gaining any traction? It's still a uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's getting bigger. Yeah, it's not going to get bigger. It will. No, it's gonna. It'll take care. Facebook will go. No, just, I don't think Facebook. Every, when will. Facebook showed up, everybody said, "Oh, MySpace will be around forever." Nobody said that. Except yeah. the folks in guess guess who I follow on uh, Google Plus now? I don't know Tom from MySpace. Wow, yeah, it's weird. Who the fuck is Tom it's from the, MySpace? He was the guy that's everybody's friend in the beginning. The guy that like made MySpace. Yeah, were you no, ever on MySpace? No. Oh, okay. I think I signed up for MySpace just so I could hear my like, like a buddy of mine did an interview with me uh, for the film school thing. Okay, but that's about it. All right. Well, yeah, yeah that 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 gig was a total disaster because we um, it it was based. However many tickets you sold, you got to pick what time you played, and every fucking band picked the early times, which doesn't make sense. Who's going to show up at a bar at six o'clock on a Saturday? Me. Well, you live there though. I like to drink. I figure eight o'clock would be the time that everybody'd be fighting mm. for. Nine o'clock, ten thirty, eleven. Nope, 6.30. No, nah, because then you can go oh, to dinner. After. This next show, we should be on stage around 6 or 6.30, which is fine because we're, we're opening for the rest of the bands. Bree and I thought that'd be a I good really time to go uh, and get Chinese after. Really yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how the show goes. Right. And then the next you one after that. fucking groupies. I know. It's the music business. No. No. Have you seen people show up to these shows? <laughs> Nothing. Just take a look around when you get there. Um <laughs> Um, and then the show after that, the one that we have in September, it's uh, we're we're actually headlining it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Because <laughs> we got to learn new songs. So anyway, what do you got there? Thank you, I Jamie. Got, and sorry I didn't get to that earlier. This is from Eyeball Kid. Nice. Um, and it's pronounced, it's spelled E-Y-E-B-A-L-L, Kid. Okay. It wasn't a declaration of child fucking. Good, good. It's been the theme of this show. Uh, English Riots. Um, just thought I'd offer a quick British perspective on the recent riots we had, which mainly occurred in London, but also other big cities, including Birmingham and Manchester. Don't worry about reading this on the show. All right. Fine, <laughs> fuck you. Um, I won't be at all offended if you don't. I may not even uh, get to you before you record anyway. All right. Well, all right. On to our... No. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, I'm not exactly... Uh, I'm not sure exactly how to word this, as it's difficult to say what I wish to say without sounding like I'm defending those who chose to write, but I definitely don't want to do. Um, It probably goes without saying that the rioters were stupid beyond belief. Mm. Many of the rioters simply thugs looking for an excuse to smash stuff up. Many were simply morons who fancied some free things. Okay. Um, Or were trying to free some fancy things. That's a um, whole different kind of riot. Exactly. Um, this is obviously the case. My main anger with the riot is that you really, if you're really angry about something, um, you clap your hands. Oh, no, that's when you're happy. <laughs> you're happy. And you yes. know it. Uh, how exactly is smashing up your own community going to help? All they've achieved is terrify people who are in the same boat as them and destroying the homes and businesses those people have worked hard for. Yeah, it just um, ends up making the economy worse, doesn't yeah. it? Therefore, I want to make it clear that I'm not apologizing for any of the riots. And you know it's honest because it's... True. Um, 
They started when the police seemingly, seemingly wrongly shot to death a young man in London, and some protests got a bit out of hand. Mm. I don't think many subsequent riots, riots had anything to do with this. Politics in general were far from the minds of most people. However, just because many of the rioters did not have political motivation does not mean there were no political causes. There's a general feeling of anger towards the politicians in this country, particularly the current government, which is nothing more than government by the rich for the rich. Huh. Wait. Where's he from? I don't know. The ordinary people. He's from. The, he's not from here, is he? No, I guess not. The ordinary people in the UK are suffering from the consequence of a crisis that had nothing to do with them. While the real villains get away with it and handsomely rewarded in many cases, mm-hmm. the government has made savage and un- unnecessary cuts to public services. I am perhaps rambling slightly here, but at one point I'm trying to pretend I'm an 86 year old man. No, uh, but the <laughs> point I'm trying to make is that these people would not have rioted if they were not totally screwed by the people above them. Like that's most a good, people. That's a good point. Yeah, you know what? Though we're all screwed by the people above us. That's why they're above yeah, us. Yeah, but this is this is more than yeah, normal no what we got going riots. on. Uh, like most people, I think that there are a million better ways to express anger. I also hope that the thieves and thugs who caused the worst of the damage suffer the consequences. I don't totally disagree with those who said who say that the people should, you know, get a job instead of taking things that don't belong to them. They're destroying their own communities. However, it's easier said than done when there are 2.6 million people unemployed. The aftermath has turned a little ridiculous this week. There are already several examples of stupid sentencing for people who are hardly involved. Two men in Cheshire have been sent down for four years for separate instances incidences of inciting rioting on facebook oh, apparently man. those riots are the, the the stuff they were trying to incite never came to pass either wow even though both pages were clearly jokes and no trouble oh um, sorry from yeah. them <laughs> um there are also cases where people are probably facing jail for stealing a bottle of lucas aid not sure what that is nope. somebody will be nice and tell us though all right um because I'll forget to look it up. Or in one case for being given a pair of socks, which it turned out had been looted by someone else. Sock looters are the fucking worst. Um, these punishments are ludicrous and reactionary. You know, that should see that should be a T-shirt. Sock looters are the fucking worst. That would go with the other one we had. The syphilis one, which I really wish I could fucking remember. I'm awesome at syphilis. I'm awesome at syphilis. Yeah. Start cranking out these T-shirts, kids. Anyway... Uh, I hope I've made it pretty clear that I don't support any of the rioters. The events in my hometown in Manchester in particular made me upset and furious. My reaction to the events in other cities was similar. However, uh, while the poor get poorer and ignored in the process, the rich get richer. You cannot be surprised this sort of thing happens. It's funny how it only happens when those fucking conservative fuckwits are in power. Keep up the good work, eyeball kid. Yeah, we got a lot more in common than uh, at first glance. I like the word fuckwit. Oh, God. Because it's like it's like calling someone, hey, you're a fuckwit. But then it's also, don't fuck with me. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. I used the word asswad the other day. Asswad. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Huh. It just, I was typing and it just <laughs> came out. Last week at the, at the end of film school, um, the kids wanted to go to the beach that's at the park. Yeah. Right? So I'm really terrified to call, see how this reminded call. you of that. <laughs> Cole is really funny. He was just sort of playing, you know. He's just like, you know, we're going to the beach. We're going to the beach, and then he slows it down. He goes, "We're going to the beach," <laughs> and he didn't get what he was saying. So Teddy, the intern, just kind of looks at me. I'm like, "Well, let's go to the beach, beach." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so fucking funny. Oh, Kid is awesome. Boy. He's awesome. All right, next. 
Um, that's all I have. Okay, I got I got a little bit more here. Hey, Chris and Frank. Hey. I'm hey. calling because, about uh, Rick Perry, the governor of <laughs> doing his whole uh, prayer palooza um, for everyone to get together and pray for the country. Yeah. Uh, which is nonsense that they think it would work because clearly, A, Reverend Scott would be telling us to pray if we needed to do that. Exactly. And, uh, but uh, if we suppose that God is punishing America, Maybe we should be, you know, most likely conservatives going to this thing to pray. Let's sit back and think about what America's been doing that got us into this shit. Okay. And on the premise that God is punishing us, maybe we shouldn't have waged three wars mm-hmm. and uh, given all of our pennies to uh, the richest 1% who won't give us anything back to help us out. Assholes. Um, so that might be it. Maybe. All right. How dare you bring reason and logic into this discussion? There was absolutely no invitation for reason and logic, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Thank you. We will not have it here. All right. We're going to so, cut that out, right? <laughs> no, I'm going to cut out that other part when the uh, when the audio didn't play because <laughs> it was muted. I'll cut that. That's it. Uh, okay, so this uh, says, hey, guys, man, it feels like a huge weight off my chest to not have a terrible segment for you to play. Where you guys get cooked in a steamer. I'm grateful for you guys giving me the chance to redeem myself. I'm in a good mood. Maybe I'll see if the Cleveland Indians game is on the DVR or something. I'm more of a Cardinals fan, but man, do I love that baseball shit. Peace and love, Reverend Scott. That's like oddly just sort of folksy and it terrifies me. Yep. So I I listened and this one's okay. He said we could listen to this beforehand and it was okay. So... Let's play it so everybody else can hear it on the south side of Chicago. That's where Bad Bad Leroy Brown lives. Oh, really? Yeah. The baddest man in the whole damn town. (laughs) Meaner than a junkyard dog. I think my mom would like that. Mine too. Mine too. (laughs) Hey, Chris and Frank. See how, despite everything we've said to one another, I can keep things lighthearted. I think that's important considering in less than two months, I will be meeting both of you in person. Well, at least Chris. Now, you did say last week that you were officially running for president against me. Yeah. It sounds like we're actually going to lay out our platform against Scott. I guess so. Seriously if- this time. I'm happy to hear that all demeaning statements and embarrassing quotes I play about you every week has finally driven you two to get serious. <laughs> to me, it was Are we serious? That you oh. both run because I figured in the long run, it would only make me look better personally. <laughs> I think what I want to do now is run through some of the finer points of your campaign stance oh. so we can calmly discuss what... <laughs> Fuck that shit. Oh, no. Snap. How are you atheist <laughs> douchebags doing? Don't answer that. I don't really care. What I do care about is some interesting things you said last week. And of course, by interesting, I mean fucking retarded. <laughs> Would you like to hear what I think about your quote-unquote campaign stance? Bullshit, 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 bullshit. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't need yeah, to hear that We don't shit. even need to hear that, it's all we? politics and bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. Politics comes with the job. First, let's talk homosexuals and gay marriage. Oh, yeah. We don't talk about that. Yeah. I guess you're right. You didn't address that. Yet you make sure to pander to that pool of voters, Frank. All right. I love my gay son. That kid better come out of the closet soon, Frank. Or you can just chalk that up as another win for independent presidential candidate, Reverend Scott. 
what about big moral issues? What did you guys say specifically? You know, abortion and all the moral shit and blah, blah, blah. Yep, a whole lot of nothing about morality or important religious issues. <laughs> Besides that, you atheists decided that churches need to stay inside and pray. And let me get this straight. You want to demilitarize the U.S. force from other countries and then turn the airports in our country to a militarized zone? <laughs> that sounds cozy. Maybe next you'll suggest ID numbers and barcodes be tattooed to the back of our necks, too. Let's see what Al Gore thinks of that idea. Bullshit! <laughs> Plus, without a military for protection from other countries, what do Chris and Frank propose we do for protection? You would send a rocket full of toxic waste up into space with a crew so that they could push it towards the sun, right? And you get the fucking Fantastic Four. That's what okay. A, a wave of solar radiation. And then, then you know... That's uh, fucking cool! That's right. They expect the Fantastic Four to protect our country. I would throw a shitload of money at that program. Yeah. Like... A lot of money. You must be fucking high. I prefer recreational drug use over recreational <laughs> violence. I go for recreational violent drug use. <laughs> Which is no big surprise considering their stance on drugs. You know what? Legalize it all. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would get rid of crime. I guess it's a good thing that flooding the country with legalized drugs is going to get rid of crime. Because this quote made it sound to me like Chris and Frank think prisons are bullshit. Prisons are bullshit. <laughs> so if they don't like prisons, what are they planning on doing with the prisoners? They just want to put them to work doing cruel and unusual jobs. And if they don't want to do the jobs, they kill them. They think this program will be so effective, they want to implement it in our schools as well. Now you can pick up shit on the highway. Lots of shit you can do. Mow some lawns, wash some dishes. All right? Wash some dishes. Or die. You have a choice. But are these jobs that Chris and Frank would do themselves? I don't want to fucking pick grapes or, you know, distribute peaches right. or, or teach the blind how to give themselves insulin shots. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, would, I would rather die now. On top of that, how is Chris not in jail already? Listen to this shit. Oh, boy. You killed. A dude. Yeah. All right? Because I felt like <laughs> premeditated murder, like, no fucking question, killed another person. Right, like okay? in the middle of, like, like, an intersection and everybody saw it. Yes. So, there is absolutely no fucking guilty. question. Yeah. All right? Gotcha. It was on YouTube. Right. Unfucking believable. Accidents are going to happen. <laughs> so, let's have Chris and Frank briefly review the main points of their campaign. Shut the fuck up and get in your building and pray. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Before pay up. Shut the fuck up, you're gonna fucking die. All rounded out with their campaign slogan. <laughs> fuck the prisoners. That's my new goddamn slogan. Alright? You know, don't be an asshole. Fuck the prisoners. And your new mascot called Squirts, the Are You Serious Ass. The nervous donkey with diarrhea. <laughs> so next year, remember to vote for independent presidential candidate Reverend Scott, who said, I love all the voting public. <laughs> and make sure to tell your friends to never vote for atheist candidates Chris and Frank, who said, They're all fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> and that's why I love all the voting public. Peace and love, guys. <clears throat> I, I swear to God, he just makes you say shit for his own amusement. I know. All right, let's see. I like to play with a banana on the toilet in the bathroom. <laughs> that sound amazing. Go bananas, bang a bang a cock balls. <laughs> Shit, I almost peed. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, man.
I think you got it pretty much all completely right. <sighs> okay, now we got to get t-shirts made up. <sighs> I don't think that'll fit on a t-shirt. <laughs> that whole thing? <sighs> nah. That was fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. All nice right. job, Rev. <sighs> I got nothing after that, man. I need to take a nap. <laughs> <sighs> Damn, I'm going to listen to that just for the hell of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, man. It's fucked with funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. He's going to use that one, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Everything you say gets used. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) All right. So, um, are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com, kids. Uh, Hold on. Before we go. That, uh, you occasionally, like all of us, you get frustrated, you get angry about something that's happened to you. I just want to hear this again. Through songwriting, is that right? With all this stuff that's been going on with Batman, the, the paparazzi attention has been a little intense, so I actually wrote a rap song. It's in the style of Lil Wayne. Okay. And. Yo, I'm a paparazzi, I don't play no Yahtzee, I go pop, 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 my camera's up your crotch, see, I tell the truth from what I see, and sell it to Perez Hilti, don't call me scuzzy, making money, that's my job, celeb photography, what, hell no, I'm not needy, I'm legit, not stockerazzi, don't act so hotsy totsy, bitch, I know that you from Jersey, pop, 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 scream all you want, won't make me stop, pop, 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 I know you love to feel my pop. She started laughing at the end there. That's so awesome. Uh, oh, man. Uh, wow. What's there to say after that? Nothing. 206-338-3094, kids. Oh, yeah. God damn, that was funny. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bye. Hey Christians, let me ask you a question. Why do you guys hate Allah so much? Don't even try to tell me you don't hate Allah, man. I know you hate Allah. It's obvious in your actions, man. That's why you attack Muslim countries. That's why you protest their mosque. It's because you hate Allah, man. Don't even try to deny it. You know what else is obvious too, man? It's obvious that you love sin more than you love Allah. You know, that's why you don't follow what Allah tells you to do, man. Allah wants you to bow down towards Mecca and pray five times every day. But you Christians don't want to do that, man. You just rather sin, sin, sin your life away. You know, Allah loves you so much, Christians. He loves you so much. He just wants you to follow a very few teeny tiny little rules, man. You know, like cover your women from head to toe. Is that too much to ask? But apparently for you sinning Christians it is, man. You'd much rather look at your women. Gross. But you know, the fact that you'd rather look at your women than covering them up, that only proves that you Christians are nothing more than rebellious children who hate Allah and His rules. You know, it's very obvious to everybody. 
And I can already see it now, dudes. I already know a lot of Christians are going to come here and they're going to say, Dusty, I don't even believe in Allah, man. How can I hate something I don't believe in? Only a complete and utter fucking moron would tell somebody they hate something they don't even believe in. Well, hella fucking Lula, man. Exactly. You're exactly right. Only a complete and utter fucking moron would tell somebody they hate something that they don't even believe exists. You're exactly right. Which forces me to ask the question, how come you Christians continue to say this silly shit to atheists? Not a day goes by that I don't get a message from some Christian saying, Dusty, it's so completely obvious, man, that something terrible happened to you that made you hate God. I mean, I don't have enough hands to do enough face palms for that kind of bullshit, man. But look, I really do understand why Christians tell me that I hate God. I really honestly do understand it. It's not really that hard to understand. The human mind is incapable of understanding even the simplest of concepts until your mind possesses that knowledge. I mean, for example, let's just take tying your shoes. Tying your shoes is incredibly simple. It's just a couple knots and a couple loops, man, and you're done. But to the mind of a child that doesn't possess that knowledge, tying your shoes is completely impossible, man. The kid simply cannot do it. And just like that clueless child, a Christian simply cannot understand why a person is an atheist because they have not gone and filled their mind with the correct information. They have not done the research. And because they have not done this research, their minds are completely incapable of understanding atheism. They're completely incapable of understanding how somebody could not believe in God. So because their mind cannot understand how somebody cannot believe in God, their mind changes it to something they can understand. Hate. It changes it to a hate for God. So just in case there's any confusion, let me set the record straight. I am an atheist. I hold absolutely no belief in the existence of God. Which means I absolutely positively cannot hate God because hatred of the non-existent is impossible. It's very simple. But let me tell you what I do hate. I hate it when people pretend that they speak for God and they pretend they know what God wants from us and the only evidence they have to back this up is ancient fairy tales written by primitive idiots. I hate that very much, actually. And if you want to know why I hate that, well, just imagine why you hate it when Muslims do exactly the same thing to you. Because it's exactly the same reason. Same shit, different fairy tale. And the thing is, if you guys had a time machine and you could go back in time and meet some of the Bible writers, you would instantly recognize that they're much, much, much more primitive than we are. Of course, you'd probably recognize this right about the time they're burning you at the stake for being a time-traveling witch. You stand on the stake burning, your last words will be, I can't believe I thought you idiots spoke to God. Man, I'm such a moron. Then your brain would melt in your head, and then you'd just fucking be dead, you know? You'd just fucking be dead. So the moral of the story, I guess, is number one, don't time travel back to Bible days. It's a bad idea. And more importantly, number two, don't ever, ever tell an atheist that they hate God. Because if you do that, they just might have to send you this video, and then I'll be forced to tell you what a clueless, uneducated, unintellectual, lazy-minded, half-cocked fuckwad you are. And believe me, I would really hate to have to do that. Nah, not really. It's actually kind of fun. For the Cult of Dusty, I am the people's atheist, Dusty Smith. Reminding you that if Jesus died for our sins, then if you don't sin, Jesus died for nothing. Personally, man, I spend like 80 to 95% of my time making sure that Jesus died for a reason. I've sinned like 300 times just since you started watching this video alone. So sin away, monkeys. Do it for Jesus. Logic. End of line.